journey with us back into the fog for part two of our Sign Hill retrospective. This time we're taking on the movies. We're talking all things Sign Hill and Sign Hill Revelation. We watched them so you don't have to, so you know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome back to the Horrible Horror Podcast, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary, but not all the time. Sometimes we do something a little bit different. Uh, and that's what this is. This is part two of our uh, Silent Hill retrospective. Uh, part one, if you haven't listened to it already for some reason, is all about the games. Uh, we talked about all the games, but before we go into any more details, join me again for part two. It's Mr. Cincinnati. Jeff. That's right. Cincinnati Jeff is here once again from the Here Comes the Spooky Podcast, your second favorite podcast. That's right. We <laughs> took your request to heart, bringing you more content with less nachos. So, coma esta, fuck boys and ladies. Jeff is here. Jeff is here to make everything better. Uh, uh, yeah, so Jeff, uh, Cincinnati Jeff is back. I'm thrilled to have him back. I love it. Um, before we move on to uh, the movies themselves, a couple house clean things I want to take care of. First of all, is again, I guess shamelessly plug our new merch page at horriblehorrorpodcast.com slash, well, it's not really slash, but just go to the merchandise page and you can find all of our new uh, sexy little uh, shindiggy things like t-shirts and hoodies and pint glasses and bumper stickers and stickers and cell phone cases and oh my, so much goodness there for everyone to love. Check it out. Uh, with that said, also remind you guys, check out here, do go check out the Here Comes the Spooky podcast as well. Uh, where There are boys. We love them. Check them out. They do good stuff. They're funny. Um, Get a little drunk and wild, so uh, you never know what to expect on that one. It's always a good time over there. Um, and last thing I do want to mention is something I need to make make up for from part one of this episode. Um, it did not get overlooked. It's just we ran a little short for time then that we weren't able to get to it. But before we get to the movies, I have to. We have to talk about at least briefly. We since we didn't do it in the first one, we have to talk about PT. Um, we, when we were talking about the games, we did not get to PT, and that's you know obviously the you know probably one of the it's definitely the most recent thing. Everybody was on everybody's mind, but it was a big deal uh, when it came out. For, for some of you who doesn't know what that is, you don't know what it is. PT stands for a playable trailer or teaser. Teaser. teaser uh, what, that was supposed to be the uh, kind of the peek behind the curtain of what, what was going to be the next gen Silent Hill installment um, on the PlayStation. But obviously, then all the shit went down with Konami and all that shit, and it got pulled. Uh, it's no longer available. You can't even find it anywhere. So there's very few people out there who have like PlayStation 4s with that downloaded. Uh, and it's a very uh, collectible. This piece. guy does. I asked if you did. You weren't sure last time, but yeah. You know, so when I uh, 
So I got a new PS4 because mine was jacking up. So I backed everything up onto the hard drive and then wasn't sure when I set up the new one. When you asked me, like, hey, do you still have it? I was like, I have it on a hard drive. <laughs> Uh, and then so put it back on, and so long as it's still connected to my account, so I, I pulled it up. Uh, That's awesome. Not too long ago, and it still works. Yeah. That's really cool. Because uh, I, I saw something online about like there are people showing like trying to sell PS4s with PT on the hard drive for like exuberant amounts of money, like thousand, like a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars for a PS4, but it had PT on the hard. If drive. If anybody wants to make me an offer, I'm more than happy <laughs> to sell it because I am not married to mine. Um, but that's I mean the game itself or the tease teaser trailer um it was only about like 20 minutes long i think but it was quickly and kind of almost a very popular or unanimously kind of declared the scariest game of all time um even though it's not even really a full game uh, and i never got a chance to play it myself i watched lots of videos on it i mean i know about it um and i gotta say it looked awesome it looked scary as fuck um and it's sad you know and then of course the big reveal at the end is when you the at the end of the game, you see this uh, like cinematic of a guy walking down, where, I guess, supposed to be the streets of Silent Hill. And he looks up and you see it's Daryl. Uh, not Daryl, but... Uh, <laughs> well, it's Daryl from Walking Dead, but it's... Uh, uh, fuck, what's his name? Um, Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus um, was the big reveal. Uh, other than that, though, I will say... I And you got to play it, at least I assume you, you've played it, Eric. Mm-hmm. Or Cincinnati. And... Uh, I mean, I never got to, but my, my thing is as cool and creepy and scary as that game looked and was to me, it didn't really, it didn't have the, you know, traditional silent Hill feel to it. Grant, it's just the teaser, but the fact that it's, you're in one building in this endless, it looked like a completely different type of horror, completely different thing than what Silent Hill used to be with the you know the fog and the other world and the creatures this one went way more into like the like a lot of other horror games lately but like ghosts and paranormal supernatural stuff which I mean yes Silent Hill is that to an extent but it just it didn't have the a look of an actual Silent Hill game to me so I don't know what your thoughts were on that so you know this was this was at that time where like you know again both Capcom and Konami were sort of like adjusting their uh, horror franchises because right you know not long after this you you had a playable demo for Resident Evil uh, 7 yeah that was first person and you're in a weird cabin and it's very strange and it's unlike anything you've played so this this sort of reminded me of that that's what I was I was, I was gonna go there uh, I wanted to get, have you get your voice from but that's kind of where I was my next Thing was go. I'll just go ahead and finish up your thoughts, but I want to come it's, back to that. It, and it, it was, it is scary, but it's it's more unsettling and in a different. I don't know. It's it's not jump scares. It's so yeah. it's still got that sort of like atmosphere to it, but it's also like it's parts of it that are scary, like with the weird phone calls and stuff like that. But then there's also like parts where you're like, like Hideo Kojima was the guy that was working on this. Also with the that uh, is it Guillermo del Toro? Is that his name? Yeah, the director. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. Um. And so, you know, like, their ideas of what a Silent Hill game should be like, so obviously that's very different than what Team Silent was originally working on. Because at one point in time, you go into a room, and then there's a paper bag (laughs) that talks to you and tells you what to do. Like, it's a fucking, it's just a bloody paper bag. Yes. That wasn't scary to me. That was ridiculous. Yeah. That was a lunch sack (laughs) that was having a conversation with me. Yeah, I thought that was one of the weirder, uh, less creepy things, just kind of odd. But, I mean, people got freaked out about, you know, the distorted weird bloody fetus in the sink that was one always got a lot of attention 
Um, and then like the ghost lady who was we'd already seen dead babies and in, <laughs> in Silent Hill. That was no big deal. Yeah. But a paper bag really stuck out to me. But everybody else really focused on it. They're like, no, everything else is so scary. I'm like, but what about that fucking paper bag that talks to you? This is really off putting. And and not in like a scary kind of way. Just in like a am I am I hallucinating? Like, who thought this was scary? Yeah, so I, I I get that's kind of my one of my thoughts with what going back to what you said earlier about the game, what PT was that maybe this was not not maybe not to be um a tradition obviously the old school traditional silent hill but i kind of like like to say what they do with rage can make a still that franchise to get you know work off the name of it but kind of a resetting of it kind of like like a starting over point of 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 the the franchise kind of taking in a different direction but still I guess supposedly every the game would have been branched out more. You were maybe actually in Sound Hill, and maybe some more stuff would have happened. But so I, I see your point there with it being more like uh, what what Resident Evil did with with um, Biohazard and Village. It's and Konami's taking... equivalent of punching a boulder, <laughs> making that fucking bag talk to me. God, the fucking boulder punch! Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that's got to go on and for me it's one of like the weirdest, worst moments in video games. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> the other day, uh, somebody tagged the the Resident Evil like Twitter page, who then retweeted it, and it was like, which one is the greatest nemesis? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. bad guy in Resident Evil. It was like Wesker, Nemesis, uh, somebody else, and then the Tyrant, fourth one was the Boulder. boulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I just wanted, yeah, I just, we wanted to, there's not much else we can talk about PT for, no, for it's now. Short, it, it's man. so short. And I like I said, I never got a chance to play it. So I can't even speak on my own, my own experience. I can just talk about what I've seen on YouTube videos of people playing it. And, um, I missed the, I, I regret the fact I never got a chance to play it. Um, it just never happened for me. So that sucks, but maybe, uh, I mean, if you have it, I might come over and play someday in your basement. Yeah, um, man, so. you totally can. I got to tell you though, like, and, and this just sounds really weird. Cause I'm a big video game guy, but like, you're not missing much. Yeah. I mean, it's really nothing right. Like I downloaded it just to try it out along. Like anytime one of those major horror franchises has a demo like that, because I know the demo, at least at that point in time, wasn't going to be something that we would see in the game. So it was like very unique setting. So I was like, Oh, you sure. I'll give it a try. But like, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe finished it. It was just it was. I was like, all right, that was weird. Maybe it's also more like kind of like they do with like those, uh, you know, like uh, engine demos. Like you do with like Unreal, the Unreal Engine like five is coming out. So there's you, you're seeing all these graphical demos that aren't really games. And maybe that's part of what they were trying to do is like, hey, here's check out what we could do, and here's what we're capable of. But maybe that wasn't really what the game was going to be at all when it came out. Who knows? Um, I was honestly, and not that I, because I like Norman Reedus. Uh, yeah, I have nothing. Quite guy, a bit. Yeah, I like him too. Um, and it was interesting to see him in there. But like, I hadn't played it yet, and a buddy of mine had, and he's like, "Oh, dude, wait till the the end." I was like, "I was like, I'm not gonna tell you, but there's this this character that walks up, it's just gonna blow your mind." And I was like, "Cool." First, and I was like, "Terry," or maybe James, right? That would be yeah. really cool. Uh, and then it was Norman Reedus, and I was like, "Okay, well, that is neat." <laughs> And exciting, sure, but in a different way. I was yeah, more expecting some connection back to the other game because one, two, and three are so good. I assume that that's a sort of they wanted to maybe go back to that well, yeah, instead what, of four on, which is just real total crap. And again, maybe, um, maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe Norman Reedus is going to be playing like a new Harry Mason, or maybe he was the new James, or something like that. Um, and we just never found out. They never made it that far. Uh, and they were, you know, that could have been a cool thing. Too. No, instead we got Death Stranding, where Norman Reedus is pregnant. And <laughs> yeah. <you just> <laughs> 
It's the walking. Have you ever played it? No, but I've, I have no desire to play that. It, it's it's a, basically Pony Express in the future. Oh my god! Yeah, it's, it's looks, the walking simulator. Yeah. You just walk from point A to point B, and that's the whole game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I have no desire to play that one. <laughs> Even Kojima's like, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. But I like it. I'm like, brother, hey, more power to you. Making your own game. Konami's not holding you back no more. Nope. <laughs> um. All right. So let's move on to um the movies themselves. Um, we've got Silent Hill. We'll talk about Silent Hill 1 first, obviously. Woohoo! Woo! Um, so, so uh, my dog's scratching on the carpet in the background, if you can hear it. Fluffy butt. <laughs> um, Silent Hill 1 was released in 2006, uh, written by Roger Avery. Uh, he has 16 credits, including now, he wasn't the, you know, he's associate writer, had bits of writing on uh, Reservoir Dogs, True Romance, Pulp Fiction, and Beowulf. Um, it was directed by uh, Chris, Christopher Gans, Gans, I think. Um, he's got only eight credits to his uh, directing resume, but uh, he's currently attached to, attached to uh, direct a currently untitled Silent Hill movie that's in pre-productions, apparently. So according to IMDb, there is a new Silent Hill movie in the works coming out some point. I did. I did hear about this. I did not until I heard until I looked this when I was doing you know, look getting ready for this. I did not hear about that. Uh, I won't lie. I'm kind of excited about it. Check have... check everybody's second favorite podcast for any upcoming horror movie news. Yeah, they do way more news than we do. We don't really do news here. We're just gonna, like, whatever. <laughs> everybody <laughs> else tells us the news. There is, honestly, so from what I remember, there is not much detail about it at all. But a, the uh, from what I understand, the... Um, the treatment is that it's going to be a sort of a reboot. A reboot. It's going to be nothing to do with any of the other characters, but it's going to be a reboot in the sense that it's going to be its own original story. Okay. So it's not necessarily – it's loosely based on a game just because it's the game setting in Silent Hill, but it's not going to be any of the characters or anything that we know. Right. All right. I'm, and I'm okay with that as long as they keep, you know, the fog and the other world and do that stuff and not, you know uh, – I'm okay with that. Certainly. I really don't feel that you have to focus on a protagonist. That's the neat part yeah, about it. I agree. With, with Resident Evil, you had stars, and you had a very, very main cast yeah. that you always wanted to see in the games. And with these other ones, everybody sort of switched roles and stuff. And that would be okay if you could tell me a story about Silent Hill that doesn't necessarily have to involve Harry or, or Heather or Jane or anybody. Yeah. I think that that would be okay. Yeah. I, I think, think I, I agree with you. Right. I think that would be very okay. I, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by an original story that takes place in that universe as long as they keep it true to like the universe and like, yeah. so like keep the fog keep the creatures keep the, keep the other world you know you can keep pyramid in for like he should you know he, he hopefully they keep him in at least in some capacity otherwise and tell me original story i'm fine with that i hope though it's not like an origin story and it takes place in like the you know what that the origin comic or book right? oh, it takes place in like the, that was in like the 1600s or the 1800s and blah 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 I don't want that. No. Don't want that. I would like a modern day telling yes. or set it in like the 90s or something like that. Have some Easter eggs to where it's like, oh, there's uh, there's Harry's radio. So we know he's been here at some point. Yeah, in time. that would be cool. You know, you see maybe James's map or his car or something. Just yeah. something, just a little Easter eggs to drop, let you know that you're in the same world. Yeah. Their stories happened around this one kind of thing. Somebody find Cheryl's vest on the ground yeah, or something, the white right? vest. Yeah, that would be cool. Just a little Easter independence that they link so them together. It lets you know. It's like. Those things happened, but this also happened, and it's a new story for yeah. you. That'd be really cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah. I'd be I'd be 100% on board with that. But Hollywood doesn't think like I do. <laughs> no, unfortunately, they don't. Um, so back to the movie. Uh, Ro- we're talking about th- three people in the cast, really, for right now. Uh, our main, the main uh, protagonist is Rose, played by Rada Mitchell. Uh, most people know who she is. She's recognized. She's been in a lot of stuff. Um, 
Sybil is played by uh, Lori Holden. Uh, she was Andrea in The Walking Dead. Oh, dude, she is excellent in this. She is. She is so good. She's recently on uh, The Boys. I was just three. about to say that. She's yeah. in, she is Crimson Countess in season three of The Boys. She was also in the 2005 Fantastic Four movie. Uh, Stephen King's The Mist, the movie of that. And she was in 13 episodes of The Shield. Yeah, The um, Mist. Ooh, she's so good in that. Dude, that's such a good... I love The Mist. The, the, that short story was so one of my favorites. The short story is excellent. It's so excellent. The movie is better, but only because of the ending. And even Stephen King himself, and that is a depressing ending. Yeah, the ending He's like, fucked me up. That fucking ending is way better than anything I've ever written. <laughs> I wish I'd have thought of that first. That is a good ending. That, if you've and, never yeah. seen The Mist... Don't Google it. Don't no. Wikipedia that shit. Go watch it because whoa, that whoa. ending will depress the yeah. shit out of you. Yeah, it did. But you will never. I read it. the book. You know, I read the story. I loved it. And I'm like, okay, let's check out the mist. I'm like, okay, let's see what they change. Like this ending's get weird. Wait a minute. What's? Oh no. Oh, like, it it shook me. That ending oh, yeah. shook me. Hard to watch as a parent. Yeah. I'll tell you oh, that. I did. Yeah, especially now. I can't imagine. But wow. like back then, I didn't have that worries. But Jesus, still fucked me up. Ooh, it's good though. Um. And just like, yeah, I got a little picture of and- me and Andrea on the back wall there. Yeah, you do. Yeah, me and uh, Lori Holden. Um, was that at uh, was that, uh, Wizard World? That was the w- first Wizard World in St. Louis. Yeah. Um, we were walking by her and just chatted her up for a second. She was very nice in person. She was incredibly sweet. I remember going to her panel and, you know, it was, of course, this is like, Walking Dead fever at this point because it's like season three had it just. It was right before she died. Yes. And she was like, I can't answer Walking Dead questions. I can't answer Walking Dead. And I'm like, I'm like, hmm. And then I was like, of course. Now I know why. Because you fucking died in the very next season. Like right after, order. right after we this con, like you died. So like I get it. But I remember wanting to talk to her. I didn't get a chance to really fully uh, get a response from her uh, on this. But I did remember I wanted to, wanted her to talk about uh, the, this movie and especially her her death scene at the end. Like how filming that and like how intense that was and how what what all went into that. And unfortunately she ran out of time, couldn't answer it. But when I was posing with that picture with her, I'd still like, I was kind of saying, Hey, you rocked in Silent Hill. I was, everybody else was walking dead, walking dead. I'm like, no, you rocked in Silent Hill, man. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Andrea is great. You, Sybil was, she was knocked out of the park. She was great. I, we'll get into it. Yeah. But, you know, she's good. Yeah. And then, uh, moving on, we have Christopher played by Mr. I'm killed in everything I'm ever in Sean Bean. Uh, and then lastly, we have Sharon played by Jodelli Fearland. Uh, she's this little girl. She was in the tall man of the Jessica Beale's cabin in the woods. Um, she was the voice of little sister in Bioshock two for all you gamer fans out there. That's cool. Uh, she's been in blood rain too. Uh, she's in the movie. Good luck. Chuck twilight eclipse. And she voiced, um, Aggie on the animated movie, uh, Paranorman for those guys, you know, that one, seeing that so that's really all the cast wise. I'm really going to mention. Um, so, like I said, this movie, the, we're not going to do a, a, a full regular horrible horror breakdown of these movies like we do. With, uh, this is going to be more of just kind of an open-ended discussion, how they relate to the games, our thoughts or feels. So it's going to be very back and forth. We jump, we might jump around from here and then go back. It's just a discussion of the movie. So first off, um, I do say I, I, I wasn't upset. Like I, when it came out, of course, I, how did you feel about the fact that they changed? Uh, they maybe took out Harry Mason and, and placed it with this with Rose instead of, of Harry. Um, that's obviously the first, the biggest uh, change right off the bat. So, and at time I'm like, I I don't think I minded at the time because it had been a while since I played the games when this movie came out. Since I, between when I played them when this movie came out, so I'm like mm-hmm. I'm like okay, whatever. 
that's fine. Um, I think the biggest one that bothered me for some reason was just the name Sharon. That name, I, I just couldn't. I guess maybe part of maybe was this movie too, and how much she yells Sharon. But like, I hated the name Sharon that they used in this movie for some reason. I don't know why. But. Yeah, well, I mean, despite how close I am to being forty years old, when I hear the name Sharon, I'm sorry, my brain immediately goes Peters. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Wait, what? Sharon, <laughs> no, I have no idea what you're talking. About. Sharon Peters. I am drawing a blank right now. When you and your buddy. You know, go to the bathroom together. And you oh, share, Sharon Peters. <laughs> <laughs> you never what? heard of Sharon Peters? Not in that sense. No, I was like, uh, Sharon Peters. Is this a person I'm supposed to know? Who's Sharon Peters? I, I mean, everybody's. I feel really Sharon dumb Peters right now. Do I not know who this is? <laughs> uh, no. You know, for me, you know what? It's weird. Seven seven years after the game came out. Yeah. And I'm such a big like, just. I'm 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 the first guy in line picketing when I'm like you fucking change shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. here it didn't really bother me. I was kind of where's Harry? But I mean that's the beauty about Harry in the game is that he's an everyman, right? Yeah, he kind that, of is. he's that's why he's not using crazy AK-47s and busting doors down and shit like that. He's just an every average day guy. So they just swapped his gender. That really didn't bother me. He's there. Yeah. It's still a parent. Yeah. That's looking for their child and. No, I, I didn't. I mean, I was like, where's Harry? Well, okay. I mean, it really wasn't a Harry. Yeah. I, 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 well, to me, it wasn't so much that they changed Harry to to uh, to Rose, to, to, to uh, Ronald Mitchell. It, it was just, it was, I was more upset with it that they changed the name of the kid and, to Sharon. That one bothered me more than anything else, which is even weirder because there's... That like, was just a weird change. It's just a weird change. Like, why? Like, it seemed like a change, an unnecessary change, just for like change for change sake type thing. Um, especially since like when the one of the opening scenes of the movie when she's when they're she's running out looking for Sharon who's sleepwalking whatever she goes through a tunnel and there on spray painting on the wall behind her is Cheryl like okay so you you obviously put that goose egg in you put Cheryl on the wall why if you why you include why not just keep her the my, kid my guess Cheryl. is is probably go through the credits for some executive producer who backed the movie whose daughter's name was Sharon. Because <laughs> I have, that's just what I assume happens when they do goofy shit like that. I'm like, what is the point of this? That's actually a very interesting point. That could be, that could be what happened. Don't be wrong. I, I, I don't like change just for change's sake. It's yeah. like, when it doesn't add anything, you're just like, I just did it just because. Well, then fuck you. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that too. I, I'm not big on, I, I hate change for change's sake. Just to, like, just, um, but anyway, so that's just kind of, I will say let's, other than that, this movie also pretty much in, in incorporates Silent Hill 1 and 2. Uh, let's get that right. So it kind of, it takes bits and pieces from both games and pushes them into this one movie. Um, so, which is, it's just a, which is fine, I guess. Um, it, it wasn't the worst thing, especially since, I guess, the storyline they were going for, the storyline is definitely more one. But there's a lot of visuals and creatures and events that almost are, all the creatures are from two. For, are from there's two, very yes. few. Very few of anything that's from one creature-wise. It's all from two. Um, so they took that, which is again fine because two had the better creatures. And for and of course, if you're gonna make uh, a movie like this, you have and include your 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 the the icon of the series, which became Pyramid Head, who wasn't even in the first game. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense to let's combine one and two and throw it in here. Um, missing those mannequins though. Yeah. Um, those come back in later though. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But overall, though, I will say they did a really good job in the first movie of, I think, capturing that that kind of Silent Hill feel as best they could in, in a shortened format where you don't have 12 hours of gameplay. You have to, you know, hour and a half to two Short hours. Short my ass is a two hour two plus hour, movie. But I'm still not like, it's not as opposed <laughs> to like an eight to 12 hour game. You, you are right. I give it to you. Um, so, I mean, when she gets to Silent Hill, they, the fog is there. Like they did a good job with that. Uh, they kept Sybil. It's, they kept Sybil the same, which is great. Again, and she, she, does wonderful she's she awesome is, is. although she her personality like in the first one she's almost like way too trusting like yeah she just gives harry a gun she's yeah, like I know. hey by the way don't shoot like nobody's giving people guns especially, nowadays especially a cop is never yeah. gonna give a civilian she's like gun. here's a fucking random firearm stranger <laughs> yeah. please don't shoot me only other person i've seen in town but uh cheryl in this movie oh my god dude sybil but yeah i'm sorry yeah sybil sybil sorry aggressive yes just, like out the gate like at one point in time, like Rose is handcuffed for absolutely no reason. There yep. is no due process here whatsoever. Um, but I will say, like it's it's weird because when it first starts, it's not obviously they've got they've got a different buildup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like once they start heading to Silent Hill after they leave the gas station, yeah, I mean there are points in that where like it's just shot for shot yes, from the it first is. game. I mean, they even the shot of like Sybil passing the car on her motorcycle as they go into town is straight from the game. The when little they, girl the little causes girl. the car wreck. Yep. And then when they pass Sybil, they, the motorcycle has crashed on the side of the road. And mm-hmm. they, it's, yeah, there's so much that they, they did a great job. As soon as she gets the, in there uh, and, she, and she's looking for, for Sharon, she goes down the alleyway, yes. which is where you first go down as Harry and you mm-hmm. start to go into Silent Hill. The gray kids with the knives are there. Yep. The mumbler, which is the dude that's tied to the fence, is there. You get the top-down view, yep. just like in the game. Like, There's parts of... Chef's kiss to those yeah. pieces because it's very... The, I mean, there's even like... Um, a love letter to that. Like, uh, the, the one thing, like the first time you're in, Harry gets there, uh, he gets in that alleyway, he gets sworn by the... the demon babies with knives mm-hmm. and they overwhelm and you basically die like yeah. it's like you die you're like oh shit you you have an uncontrolled you cannot control it you you die in the game and that's basically what and then he wakes up in the diner and that's exactly what happens in this movie only take out the babies and, and re, well they're slightly different but they're still burnt crazy they're supposed to be the same thing yes yeah um and happens again with rose they overwhelm her they get they just smother she basically is about to die and gets and then she wakes up, only instead of the diner, it's in the bowling alley, which was still a location from number mm-hmm. two is anyway. So at least they kept a location. Um, so again, they did a, just incorporating things straight from the game. They did such a good job of that uh, in, in this first movie. It's so good. I lo- also love the uh, – uh, oh, shit. Where was I going? I forget. But um, fuck it. I don't know. Let's move on. Uh, I was. I, I guess my point – one point points – I was – probably say it later too but i i, I think this movie now i might be forgetting something there might be one i haven't seen but to me so like this movie is one of the best if not the best video game adaptation movies i've ever seen as far as really sticking to course material the uh, the the uh uh and just basically putting the game on the screen and keep doing what you know what made it so great and what the fans love i mean we saw what happened with the resident evil series fuck that <laughs> uh <laughs> so but and then like you know you had the mario brothers and double dragon and so many other horrible video game the movie adaptations that suck but then this one like by far just seems to be the best of all the the video game adaptations have you seen the new sonic movies i have that's, that's what i'm saying i haven't seen either of the sonic movies they are 
excellent. I would say that's probably the best, most accurate video game to See, screen depiction I've ever seen. But Silent Hill, the 2006, top five easily. Because my po- my question, my, my point about Silent Hill, I, or not Silent Hill, Sonic, not so much my point because I can't say for sure because I haven't seen them. But to me, that was always one of the games like when I started like, making a Sonic movie. Like, what, like how what, you just you, all you do is run around and get rings. Like, how are they going to translate that into a, like a stretched out whole out movie? Sonic does, does he? Like, do you run around? Does he run around and chase rings and collect rings in the movies? Man. I mean, I but I did hear I've heard Sonic Two is actually pretty good. Um, maybe that's not what we're here to talk about. So let's move on. Uh, get back to Sonic now. Um, so again, in Silent Hill One, it t- talks with in the movie. It, it focuses on the uh, the cultist uh, storylines from the first game. Completely drops the whole drug dealer thing. Yeah, you, the drug side plot is which gone. I don't think ever gets brought up again. No. in their franchise. <laughs> thank God. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad I got rid of the drug. That would have been a weird side <laughs> side subplot in that movie. Uh, so, and then they have, you know, they kept Dahlia. They introduced Dahlia, who I thought was great in the movie, too. Deborah Unger, I think her name is, something. Mm-hmm. Um, did a great job as Dahlia. She, I really think she nailed it. Um, and then Christabel, as well, uh, is kind of like the, your main, the main villain in this one, that the, the, the cult leader that everybody is afraid of or follows, you know, just loyally and blindly. Uh, I did. What did you think about the... the um, uh, the the, uh, the choices with the, the I guess all the rest of the overpopulate we'll see the overpopulation of Sino because like in the games there's like maybe five people, ten people right. at, at, in the entire in the entire town but this game like there's like literally like, a whole town still living in this weird ethereal realm they're just trapped there and uh and then you have like, like the 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 their scouting parties I guess they're dressed in like hazmat suits and carrying like uh, canaries and cages yeah, and all this stuff. It's like an interesting. Harry Warden from My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, those are weird, and you don't you usually don't get an explanation on those guys until the next movie. Like it takes them yeah. six years and a whole other film to explain it. Um, that it, that was weird. I didn't. They explain it in a way which I guess it makes sense, but then what happened? We'll get to three. But I'm trying to remember to get back to it, but but they go a little overboard with it because like obviously what happens to them based on their reasoning is weird because it doesn't happen to anybody else. Yeah, just, <laughs> just these the, guys. Just these weirdos. Just looking these guys. Uh, that, but that, it, it is weird. Like, because cause it's like, you know, like they're, you're getting halfway through the movie and, you know, it's very Silent Hillish, and then all of a sudden there's a church bell ring and, and like all of a sudden there's these people coming out of the woodwork and going into the church and I'm like, oh, hey, what's up Resident Evil 4? You know? <laughs> and, and it's just like, it's like, Couple dozen people. Yeah, in I mean, this it's like place. a small town, like a village of people yeah. that are living. They're still trapped here. Um, it was definitely different than the games, but I think it, I think it kind of worked because especially if you're living going with this cultist side story or not side story, but main story, mm-hmm. it makes sense that there'd be actual people here who would be part of the cult. Because in the game, they talk about this cult, but really the whole cult in the game is Christabel. Like in the first game, like that's it. It's the cult of one, basically. You yeah. don't see any other cultists in the entire game. No, you don't. So it make it does make sense for them to add actual townsfolk that are trapped here and that are so scared and of this world and everything that they they blindly follow this cult and, and Christabel's leadership um, to just a uh, just blindly radical uh, level of devotion. Uh, that so I was okay with it. it. It it worked. I think I do think it worked and added a, a different level to to, to the. 
it was just with the first time you see it as a fan of the franchise, you're you're missing half the fun of watching it with with you know that like those virgin eyes because you're like the fuck are these people? Yeah, what is going on? I don't remember this, it, and it's you're almost annoyed, but you shouldn't be. But, yeah, um, you know, but you, I, I know what but you're, 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 but you're you, a stuck-up prick, and you love yeah, video games. You, you, <laughs> yeah, you, it's that tug of war. That I yeah, inner tug of war of like, I want to say 100 percent true to the source material, but I kind of like this because it makes sense in the movie form. But no, I have to say true. To, I I did that too. I go back mm -hmm. and forth. Yeah, I don't want to be too much of a snob. But yeah, I was like the first time I was like, what the fuck? Because I mean, I, I mean, we'll get to it when we get to it. But yeah, I, I was I was I was a little butt hurt <laughs> at, at some weird changes like this. But then why the time the movie had ended, I was over it. Okay, speaking of changes, let's talk about how the movie hand. I think that again, the movie I think did it really, really well handling the the change from Silent Hill to the other world in, oh, in on, yeah. in, as a, for on screen special effects. Outstanding, I think the way it just kind of peels off and melts away and just the darkness world as it they just call it the darkness in the movie instead of the other world, but fantastic uh, transitions they, they worked out in this movie just absolutely fantastic um and it and again the other world was just straight ripped from the games oh, just, spot on man just spot on it's so good like the, the everything rusty metal uh, uh chain link fences and barbed wire and rust and it just rose is running shit's trying to grab her from underneath it's yeah really good really good um again like i said uh they, they take all the creatures from number two which um but again, they keep the location. Like they keep Midwich School. The school is there. Uh, the pharmacy, Nathan's Drugs, which is on the map in the game, is there. Um, they even keep the, like when she's looking at the the bus line. You can see they kept the names of the streets the same. There's Bachman and Bradley and uh, what's the, I think is it? I forget the, the other name of the the main street that they go through. But they kept all, all that stuff. That was really good. Wasn't there? A, couldn't you see the Burger Queen? Or do they talk about that in the next one? I thought you could see like the Burger Queen sign in the first one. Mm -hmm. I I, I don't remember that. I, I might miss that. But like I said, they also have the bowling alley. Uh, mm. Sybil mentions, you know, like Brahms, the city over, and then uh, they talk about the lake, you know, uh, which is in the you know the, in the games too, in Toluca County and uh, Toluca Lake and all that stuff. Uh, so they do a good job there. The the creatures again. Let's let's talk about them real quick because again they're all from number two, but they they really shine. Uh, really start coming out in force and shine. Uh, well, kind of immediately because you you have the oh, uh, right when they're about to. I mean, we already talked about the, like the burning baby thing, the, the dark. We, we already had those, but then we have uh, they get cuffed, and then we get the first uh, the armless man scene, yes. which is so good. Like, that thing is real good, real good. The, again, the character, creature design, special effects, makeup effects, just so good and, and creepy. Just being a badass, yeah. bitch during this, dude. Uh, she's like, "What the fuck is that?" And she's like, but she holds her ground. Like it just the way this thing. Like especially that back shot of it where you can see like it's like like bones or something like moving underneath its skin. It's just like oh, it's so good. And then it spits out this like burning acid type acid, stuff. Bile, bile that like uh, burns through like, Sybil's uh, helmet and jacket. Yeah, she just, first she throws her jacket off and then she shoots him first. a bunch. Helmet first. Oh yeah, then the helmet and then the jacket. She's like ah. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome, dude. It's so good. Um, and then that's when she like she. And you also they did something different because they they did they did bring back the uh, uh, as the, as the armless man got closer they did uh, keep true to the radio static like her police radio walkie talkie started getting staggy and not just hers but Rose's cell phone that she had around her neck started mm -hmm. getting all staggy too which I thought was a nice incorporating including uh, 
you know, spreading out to not just the rail, but to the cell phone too, giving that like alert system. And then after they shoot that thing, Sybil, uh, Rose runs off with Sybil, like they, they, that stack gets louder and she looks through that chain link fence and it's like a junker, but you could see in the distance, like, like three or four more of those armless men just kind of aimlessly wandering around this, this dirt pile or this junk pile. And she's like, what the fuck? I like how she's trying to talk to him. Yeah. She's like, hey, I'm a cop. I'm like, Officer, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It's just, it makes me laugh. Um, and so we had those guys. And then in the school, they, we, they also included the, uh, swarm of giant bugs that you see in the oh, in, yeah. in, in uh, the second game as well. Now, they designed them a little differently in the movie, of course, because the update and make them a little more presentable on, on a big they screen. They are fucking big. They're massive in the, in the, in the movies. Um, and also, I like the touch they had, like the one when, they, when Sybil saves Rose and they lock themselves in the room, the one bug gets in, it's on its back, it looks, you see a close-up, and it's got like a weird, almost human-like face on it, and it's mm-hmm. like a... And she, before she stomps on it and it explodes, uh, again, just great design. And of course, this is where we're first introduced to Pyramid Head for the first time. Yeah, um, great introduction to Pyramid Head. You hear the dragging of this giant blade on the metal, which is just classic warning sign. It's like you hear that, and you're like, oh shit, you just know what's coming. It's like fuck. But then you don't even see it. You see the giant blade comes through the doors and starts ripping it apart. Um, just an excellent introduction of Pyramid Head. And it's very much like it is in the in the second game when you first hear him. They don't stop him. Mm-mm. He just stops. Yeah, he stops himself. He's like, all right, time to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I can't remember if there was like a the sounding of the bell because this is right before they go to the church. I think yeah. it might have been the sounding of the bell. The siren, I think, went that, off. Again. Yeah, that like tells him, all right, I'm done. I got shit to go do. Uh, and he just stops, just like he does in the second game when you first when you first have to fight him. This little thing, you hear this? Yeah, it's so good. It this is exactly um, so I, that goes on and off to uh, indicate with the, when the darkness or other world is coming uh, and I think going away too if I, if I remember correctly but yes Pyramid Head just he, yeah they don't stop him nobody ever stops he just does his thing and, he, and they did a great job make, with him too like he looks properly intimidating and scary as shit like not the type of thing you want to mess with or, or deal with um, so other than that like those are kind of I think and then of course uh, I, I, they do incorporate the uh, the nurses from the second game as well in mm-hmm. the first movie, uh, much later near, near the ending. But uh, sexy nurses. Um, so in the end, of the, uh, and other characters from me, uh, Lisa Garland makes makes an, the cameo appearance at the end of this movie as well. She does. So another piece for, character from the first game. She never speaks. You never know her name's Lisa. The only way you really know her name's Lisa is if you're a fan of the mo- games. Right. You play, you, you, knew, yeah. You, you easily recognize who that is. Um, so all that to combine again great representation from the game um but let's go back to like the plot of this again is is that uh instead of harry taking I, god we just talked about like two weeks ago i was already forgetting but in the first in the game were they going to silent hill or were they just yeah passing they were, through and they were going to silent hill they were going to visit the resort because resort town yeah okay. so they're going on vacation all right because his wife had just died not too long ago, and, and yeah, they were gonna go on like a vacation. That's why they were going there. But okay. in this one, uh, Sharon yeah. is having all these nightmares yes. about Silent Hill, and Rose is like, "I'm gonna fucking take her." Yeah. And Sean Bean is like, "This is a bad idea." So then Rose <laughs> is just like, "No, we're gonna do it anyway. It's our adopted daughter, and I'm taking her." And Women, you can't stop right? Just, <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially how it starts. It is exactly. So that's how they end up sorry, Silent Hill. I ain't listening to you, husband. I'm doing what I want. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, so basically, there's if you know, a less uh, no, uh, 
Sharon has con- uh, uh, some kind of connection to Silent Hill and has these nightmares, so they take her there to try to figure out what's going on. Uh, and that's when we start figuring out that Sharon is connected to Alessa, and you start learning the whole backstory of the town, Alessa, and the, and the, uh, what they did. Um, and my God, let's talk about the, that's a fucked up scene when they when uh, when Christabel and Town get the flashback scene when they get Alyssa and they in that like hotel room, which is weird. It's in a hotel room, mm-hmm. by the way, but they have this like big like they strapped this kid to like this metal plate over like this giant brazier of like burning coals and embers and basically burning her alive, like slow cooking her or something like that. Very it's, reminiscent of Temple of Doom. It's it's disturbing. It's it's creep. It's 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 scary I mean, when you think about it. And it, it's fucking disturbing. Uh, but then you know the chain snaps and the the plate she's on falls and which knocks over the brazier, which catches the room on fire and that starts the the, the big ass fire that burns everything down. Burns Silent Hill and it's still burning to this day. Although they say in the movie, they, they say it's not actually from that. They they say it was a coal a coal mine on fire underneath the city that's still burning. At least in the real world, that's what the story is. Which I just always assumed it was this. Is the I always that's why I saw it too. That's why I was confused. I wanted to talk about that because I don't know if that was just uh, uh, maybe I missed something that this actually started the fire that somehow led to the coal mine, or if maybe they're underground because I don't remember because like, it's in a room, but I don't remember if the room is. I don't think so because if the whole point is like when they get to the hotel, they're talking about. Okay, first of all, let's. Uh, <laughs> Before, let's backtrack a bit. But let's go back to the school for a second. Because in the school, in the bathroom, uh, Rose finds this corpse wrapped up in barbed wire in a stall. With those knife says, dare you, double dare you, something like that, and mm-hmm. with an arrow. And she pulls out, like, something out of his mouth, which I think was... I don't know if that was the room key or something that led her to the hotel. No, you got to get the jelly beans and then you open yeah, it. Yeah, the jelly beans. <laughs> they did not have jelly beans in the movie, damn it. I missed that. Um, so anyway, yeah, but apparently it leads them to the hotel, and it was room 111. That was the big That's thing. Right. Yeah, room That's right. Room 111. So it had to be on the first floor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, which they find had been hidden now behind a big painting, the entrance to that room. Um. So I yeah, it's like the, if the fire started in a hotel room, did it somehow then maybe lead it was to just a cover up story? Yeah, that's I, just I, what I wonder said. if it's a cover up story or if it's just I don't know. It, it's a little confusing on that part, but it regards is the town supposedly still burning underneath, uh, and that's why I know he lives there and it started the whole fire. But that's how it started supposedly, at least in that flashback when they were trying to burn Alessa for being a witch, um, and then so basically uh, Alessa. Sharon finds and Sybil, they meet up and they with Christabel in the church. I'm all over the place, but goddamn, let's talk. We got to talk about church scene. So with a running back from, uh, I guess it was the school area and on the way to Sybil and Rose run into this silent Hill native, <laughs> if you will, called Anne, uh, who kind of helps her lead him around through things. And they get back to the church, and as they on the way back to the church, the sound goes, and everything starts going to the the uh, other world again, and everybody's freaking out. And who gets caught on the steps of the church by Pyramid Head, who shows up. One of the be- it's fucking awesome. Oh, it's like, so, good it's so good. One of the like, she, he grabs and Pyramid Head grabs her like one hand, lifts her up by her neck or something like that. 
rips off her, all of her clothes in one swipe, just grips and rips them all off. And as she's there naked, then he grabs her like, like right between the tits, or like right on the chest, and like twists her skin in his hand, and like rips her skin off in one fluid motion. Blood flays everywhere, and he just as Sybil and Rose enter the church and close the door, he throws their like the Anne's skin sack <laughs> up against the door, <laughs> just covering everything in blood, and just tosses Anne's body like. That was an awesome scene. Like that was impressive. Again, it's like holy shit. That was good. So good. Uh, and that's when they meet Christabel and they get more backstory about all this. And and uh, so- I, I will say the uh, once they get to the church, the the whole cult and Sharon Alyssa thing, mm-hmm. which wasn't even really clear in the game, yeah, is not made any clearer in the movie. I can't say that it's any more confusing. It's equally as confusing because, one, you already have a story that you're very familiar with if you've played the game a couple of times. And this one, they don't really stick to that because it's a marriage of, of the first and second game. Yeah. Uh, but it it's equally as confusing. It's on the same footing with it because I, like, even even before I was leaving here, I was like, how the fuck did that movie end? <laughs> I'm like, I know it ended. I just watched it, like, last week. But for whatever reason, I'm like... I don't remember how it ends because it just, I mean, I remember things. Yeah. Like I remember where they are, but I'm like, how did they get to that point? Yeah. I actually, well, I watched these again today. Um, sort of, I had them on kind of in the background while I was doing other stuff, but, um, so, okay, let's jump to the, let's just talk about, they get, they basically, Christabel sends Rose and Sybil along with some of her henchmen lackeys to, uh, the hospital where the, demon lives and they always like no one's ever comes back from a demon demon won't ever returns for the heart of the demon but if you want to go i'm not going to stop you so she instructs her, her lackeys to take them all to the entrance to the other world to 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 the heart of the demon and then return so they go to the the, the whole the hospital get to the elevator shaft and christabel stops right before they go and christabel's like hey uh, we live, we, we've lived so long as scavengers. I kind of forget, but this is yours. And hands it back this locket that came off her neck in the church. And when, when Christabel hands it back to Rose, it opens up and she sees a picture of Sharon in it. And instantly think who is identical to Alessa. So Christabel figures like, Oh my God, she's a witch. She's, she's one with the devil or whatever burner. So her men turn on her. They try to stop her. Sybil goes into badass mode here. Just so starts pulls out her symbol baton, starts kicking everybody's ass um, for a little bit. For a little gets, bit. For a little bit. She gets a fucking red ass yeah. beat down. Oh, it's it's brutal. It's hard to watch. Um, so Sybil gets Rose into the elevator and is like, "Go find your daughter," and shuts the door and sends Rose down by right. herself. Which I do have a question about in this uh, coming up on that. I'll try to come here, come back about that because I watched it today. I was like, wait a minute. This could all could have been avoided, I think. But just, so she pulls out her gun, has them all at gunpoint when she sends Rose down, um, and then pulls the trigger and she's out because she used the last bullet to uh, quiet down the crowd in the in the church. And that's when Sybil gets beat down by the the cultist lackeys, the Harry Wardens. Yes, beat the shit out of her. Um, that's all you see of her for a while. And then so Rose oh. goes down to the basement, finds. The heart of the demon, which is basically Alessa's hospital room, where she was kept in the hospital after she was rescued from her, the the burning attempt of her, when they tried to murder mm. her, sacrifice her. Um, which is uh, another scene that you see that's 
from the first game. There's that hospital room where you get the yeah. flashback of uh, the Dr. Kaufman and all that yes. standing over her. And, um, and this is where, again, you got Lisa Garland here um, in in this room. So Tenny Dork is in the game. Lisa Garland was Alessa's nurse. And mm-hmm. their whole thing, so they kept that true. Um, and they find Alessa. Rose finds Alessa in a hospital bed, burnt and all fucked up, uh, basically in this weird half, like, alive but dead but spirit thing i don't, I don't it's, it's weird you know whatever you want to call her at this point um if she's de- human demon ghost whatever um and that and it's just and that's what it starts saying that alessa or sharon was somehow the good half of alessa that she somehow let out of her body or let her that the, the good half of her soul escape and put into a uh baby basically and, and which was then adopted from the orphanage by rose and christopher mm-hmm. and that became sharon um and that's why she's drawn back to the hill because her soul is half a lesser i guess the good part of lesser and then that's again that's basically the story from the first game anyway mm-hmm. um they kept that uh so at one point though they're the ending they uh Alessa tells Rose the whole story of what happened and you see everything. And Rose like, that's fucking terrible. These people are awful. I'm so sorry this happened to you. How can I help you? Basically what, and that, that like somehow Sharon or Alessa bleeds somehow. And a little bit of blood gets onto Sharon. Some they, of Alessa's they, blood get they're up. attacking her. They're trying to burn her. Cause they've just burnt, uh, Sybil. No, we're not. Yeah, we haven't gotten there. Just as, they're still in the hospital at this point, but somehow Alessa attaches herself to Rose. You're right. You're right. Somehow, I forget exactly yeah. how. And Rose goes back. Uh, at this point, Sybil now is strung up on a ladder, which is weird. Instead of just a post, or I don't know, but a weird ladder. A very big, tall yeah, ladder. Very big. Uh, I was like, that seems more effort than what it's worth. Why are you just get a post like the, the old yeah day. why do you just start the fire around her? <laughs> yeah i was like what this is way more elaborate oh my god no this is slow rotisserie Sybil. yeah yeah uh so they're like we're gonna burn Sybil and we're gonna kill her and they do they slowly lower her down over the fire and she burns and blisters and it's it's a again the the, the special effects are disturbing like, it's like it's it bothered me to watch it from like oh god it's hard to see because she's like she's not set directly on fire like no she dies from the heat rising from this giant yes. bonfire they make underneath her yeah. which also is cooking her yes and then it boils her skin like she's not just like instantly set aflame you're no. like oh yeah i've seen this a million times like she's slowly cooked yes and it's hard to watch it is very it's very similar to this day i still have a hard time with that scene because it is so disturbing and so like those deaths kind of like Get hit home like that's that's a terrifying way to go like this it's awful it's an excellent and scene it's, again that's why i brought back when i talked to her at comic like that scene you crushed it so hard like it's that's gonna be so hard to do you're tired of this thing and you and she's like you guys are crazy fuck you and like you're you're all you're all insane and why are you doing this and don't listen to her and she's just like she just gets burnt and melted basically just bubbles up into like and just die it's awful that- that's top two on par with uh, Kurt Russell drowning in Poseidon. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, it's fucking hard to watch. It's very hard to watch. Um, at this point, uh, but that's what I want to talk about I want, before I forget. Because I think like, I, when I watched it, too, I was like, could that have been avoided? I think so. <laughs> because when they're at the elevator, 
she beats them all down the the, the the baton, and then she pulls out her gun. And everybody's like, oh, shit, she's got a gun. And they don't attack her. They all back the fuck off. Right, she could have just backed herself she could have Yes, she could have backed herself into the elevator, hit the button, and gone down with Rose. Would have lived. But instead, she pulls the... The, the the bar holding the elevator doors out and sets it down and then pulls the trigger on her empty gun knowing she has the, there's no bullets less and she, exciting and she's like and she gives these people like a shit in green like yeah fuck you and gets her ass beat and killed but she could, easily could have lived she could have just backed into the elevator and gone well then we wouldn't have got this sweet scene yeah you wouldn't have got the, uh, the disturbing kill um so anyway Rose comes back at this the ending the big finale Rose comes back confronts Christabel um and uh, it, it's really good. She's like, you know, your faith is a lie. You're all evil. You guys are terrible people. You all deserve to die. Um, blah, blah, blah. But then Christabel, and, and at this point, Sharon is now tied up to a ladder. They're going to do the same thing to her that they did to Sybil. That's the whole thing. She's tied up now mm-hmm. next in line. Um, and she's like, mommy, mommy, don't. And, and uh, Christabel stabs Rose in like the shoulder, like upper chest. This is where it gets confusing. Yeah. So she stabs Rose. Rose drops seemingly dead as they go start preparing to lower Sharon down onto the fire. But that's when Rose's blood drips out of her shoulder onto the floor of the church. Uh, be, that's why, because they said Alessa could not enter the church on her own because of Christabel's wards or the church, hallowed grounds of a church. So she could not enter. She needed a vessel. Spells and magic. Um, yeah, just spell magic. Um, so in comes, that's what Rosa. So the blood of Rosa's blood falls onto the floor. And when it hits the floor, Alessa's essence comes out with it and spreads throughout the floor. It turns everything black and the whole, like the, the front of church is like falls away into the other world and the fiery darkness world rises up and Alessa in her fucking hospital bed rises up in this like like poison ivy like ass thing of barbed wire it's kind of like imagine poison ivy and just you know well ivy and vines coming out of something just replaced poison Alessa and the vines with barbed wire yeah think Uma Thurman but it's barbed wire instead of of, uh, plants yes and uh, the barbed wire spreader people going insane crazy the barbed wire attacks Christabel wraps her up in the arms lifts her up uh, the worst part is when the barbed wire, I'm assuming it goes up her vag, because it clearly shows the barbed wire go up in between shit. her legs. Yeah, it, that's got to be, oh, mm-hmm. God. Uh, eventually, the, the barbed wire rips Christabel in half, which, again, awesome-looking effect. Blood just pours down. She's split in two. The barbed wires are killing everybody. Like, it's, like, shredding like a blender. Yeah, it's neat. It's, it's this massacre here. While Rose gets to Sharon and ties her, and basically holds her, like, don't look, don't look, blah, blah, blah. And pretty much that's it. Rose, I think, or Sharon opens her eyes at one point, and that's the big finale. Uh, lastly, they they walk back to their car. They find the car. It starts up. They drive home. And this time, they're actually able to drive through the fog and return home. But the whole time they're driving, they're in the fog. That's the big thing. They get home. They're in the fog. They get into the house. It's foggy. Uh, Christopher Sean Ben's in the house sleeping on the couch. But again, you can tell they're in two different planes of existence. They're not there. Um, and that's how it ends. Uh, Chris, uh, they're in the ghost world and Sean Bean wakes up, sees the doors open from, uh, from them coming in, but goes outside. Their car's not there and it's bright and sunny. And it's like, huh? And that's the end of the movie. Cause there's this entire B plot 
with Christopher and the cop. The who, cop, yeah. Uh, I forget his name, but he's the one that like uh, rescued Inspector Gucci, uh, Alessa. Yes. But then also is responsible for helping the orphanage uh, get uh, uh, Sharon adopted mm-hmm. by uh, Chris and Rose. Uh, so it's 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 it for his part. I think goes on a little too long which is why the movie is two hours. You could have cut that down quite a bit, but you know, he was a big draw at the time for sure. And I, but I do like is that in several scenes, him and Rose, Chris and Rose are in the same place in silent Hill. Yes. And she sometimes is not in the nightmare darkness world, right? She's in like just foggy silent Hill and he's in like sunny silent Hill. And they're like, Outside of the hospital or the school, the, like, the, the scene of the school is like my wife's been here. I, her, I can smell, smell a perfume. perfume. Yes. Yeah, and they're in the exact same spot, but they cannot see each other. And the camera yes. keeps cutting back and forth to each one, and it is really cool. So it that is. really helps sell that ending when the door opens, but she's not there. Yes. And Chris is like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. Um. So kind of a depressing ending, but um, that's that's basically the movie. Um, one thing I want to ask you before I go on to our odds and ends and all this trivia stuff and bits and pieces I have. Uh, for fun. Um, now, w- I've seen this kind of debated uh, on, online and, and, and somewhere, but uh, I want to know what your thoughts on it are. Do you, because Silent Hill, the game is 100% considered survival horror, horror game. But some people, like, do you consider Silent Hill the movie a horror movie or do you consider it something else? Uh, it's definitely a horror movie just from the sheer body count towards the end, but it's not your traditional. It's very much more of a, uh, psychological horror but also a body horror that, thank you that's that's what yeah i agree with you that's uh, i'm glad uh you, you're thinking the same thing i do i 100 I, I do think it's a horror movie it's a, yeah definitely it's technically not you know like a slasher or anything like that but um i mean if people are considering like wicker man a horror movie then this is definitely a <laughs> horror movie because there are like when she first enters Silent hill and she's attacked with those burning baby kids it's some scary shit. The monsters are there. I mean, it's it's very in the the body horror, the disfigurations. All, I do think this is a horror movie. Just it's different type than what I guess most people would consider when you first think of a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm I, I'm glad we're on the same page. I I, I appreciate that you you definitely think a horror that as well. movie. I, you can't see a giant man with a huge sword rip the skin off a bitch and not go. <laughs> oh, this is this is just a thriller. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. So, um, yeah, let's kind of move on to, like, kind of we'll wrap up the first movie here. Um, we'll go into, like, our basic odds and ends stuff here. Just when you thought it was over, here comes the odds and ends. All right, so uh, ratings, uh, IMDb gives it a 6.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, it only got a 32% on the thermometer, but it has a 63% audience score. So that's pretty good for audience score, right, for mostly for this. Amazon gives it a 4.6 out of 5. Um Plot keywords, uh, again, I'm really surprised to see this one here, but we got Psychotronic, so drop the beat, you know, boo, <laughs> boo, 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 boo. Um, This one I put a question mark behind because I wasn't sure what the fuck this was, but a plot keyword first is Alliance Atlantis. I don't even know what the fuck that is, but that's a plot keyword on IMDb for this movie. I have no idea. Also, Biopunk, which I don't, I guess, I mean, they're, I mean, not steampunk, but biopunk. Is that because like the guys are wearing hazmat suits? And it's like a, a metal world, like made of rusty metal. Is that supposed to be biopunk? Yeah, it's like tetanus, the planet. Yeah, I tetanus, guess. planet tetanus. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't Again, know. I think that's kind of lame. Uh, pyramid head, uh, pyramid head character. Uh, Barcelona, uh, Barcelona chair. 
That is a plot keyword. Again, not really sure what that is. Did not look that up. And sexy nurse. Um, again, strange boners for people who <laughs> 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 strange awkward boners. When, uh, when I find out what movies you guys are trying to do, I try to see if I can manipulate the IMDb plot keywords. <laughs> so I tried to get skinless bitch uh, up there, but it did not take. That's hilarious. Okay. Um, so there was a lot of trivia for this movie and I didn't even write, I skipped a lot of it. I left a lot of it undone because there was so much. Um, but let's, some of the things I wrote down is, uh, uh, it did apparently, and you can chime in for any of this stuff you had, I don't have, you know, or you, or you heard contradicting, contradicting, uh, points too. But, uh, so apparently it took, uh, director Christopher Gaines five years to obtain the rights to make the film. Uh, he was given the rights after he sent Konami a video of an interview describing how much Cyan Hill meant to him. Along with the interview, he sent scenes that he filmed on his own dollar, cut up and overlay with the music from the games. It's kind of like a, you know, here's what I can do. Here's what I like thing. And the music is excellent. The music is excellent. And it's very much the game. It is pretty much the exact same. The only thing they really changed in the movie, uh, because they wanted something, you know, more recognizable to the general population is they added Johnny Cash's ring of fire. Yeah. Uh, in the diner when she wakes up. But other than that, it's pretty much all the game music for the Mm -hmm. most part. Um, uh, where, uh, uh, the guy who played Pyramid Head, Roberto Campanella, wore 15-inch heels to make him closer to seven feet tall. So that had been a bitch to walk in. Um, 15-inch heels to make him closer to seven. He's a tiny feet. little man. So he's five foot six. Yeah, he, seven maybe. He was oh, like a lot, like just like the nurses. He's he was a dancer. So he, uh, somebody who could move his body and contort it like they needed to. But at the same time, like, why don't you just get a bigger person? Pyramid Head's a big fucking guy. Yeah. Would have saved you a lot on one. You don't need to have him in heels. And two, probably cut down a lot of the uh, makeup and bodysuit you would need to <laughs> make this little no guy look shit. huge. Like, why don't you just fucking tap Kevin Nash for a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> get him in there. Like, that, guy, that guy likes to eat. <laughs> um, this was kind of cool. Um, uh, I didn't, I wanted, I was, I should have mentioned it earlier, but um, it's very subtle in the movie. Uh, Eric, you may have picked up on this, but if not, it's something kind of cool. Is there um, a gas leak in here? Because I don't know who this Eric guy is. Oh yeah, I don't know yours. I'm sorry. I'm so, I am, I'm sorry. That's I was. Jeff. There we go. Let me refresh my mind. <laughs> um, but in the movie, so Rose, when she start at the beginning of the movie, she first said she's wearing like kind of like a tan or beige and gray uh, skirt and shirt with a little sweater thing on. But by the end of the movie, she's wearing like, it's like all red and rusty and red colors. Uh, and it go, they, they transition it perfectly. It's so subtle that you don't even realize her costume is changing till it, till it already has. But because of there's like a hundred different copies of Rose's outfit were made for this. Hmm. Uh, Cause she said she starts out with soft summery colors. And as the movie progresses, they become grayer and eventually the blood red. Um, like I said, unless you really pay attention to it, it's not really noticeable, but it's kind of a cool little, I didn't notice that it's a very cool little effect, um, that they do. Uh, so, uh, since it's cool though, cause I definitely remember her being so clean and neat looking yeah. and then like towards the end, like she's disgusting, but I was like, man, like somewhere between has gotta be changes. I remember when she's down running from the bugs, she's obviously rolling around on the ground. So I guess, you know, it's like all that. And then stuff, the like first start of the blood, like when she gets sprayed by Anna's blood in the church, she starts getting ready patches on there. And then when she goes to other places, it gets darker and redder. And, and yeah, it, it's just like very 
gradual and subtle change. Pay attention to it's, that it's really kind of cool. Um, Centralia, Pennsylvania was the inspiration for the movie adaptation of the game. Uh, researching different elements of Silent Hill, screenwriter Robert Abbey came across the town of Centralia, Pennsylvania, that almost abandoned town with a 40-year-old coal fire burning underneath it. Um, Centralia planted the seed for what developed in the cinematic version of Town of Silent Hill. So, uh, so yeah, that is true because I, I've actually watched like a, a documentary on uh, that that town about how the, the coal fire is still burning underneath it. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, like I said, many of the, the creatures were dancers. Um, uh, we are talking about that. Uh, okay, so this is interesting. Uh, Sign Hill School is called Midwich, Midwich Elementary. Uh, apparently, Midwich is also the fictional town in uh, Village of the Damned, 1960, and John Carmer's 1995 remake. Uh, both, um, both are based on the original novel, The Midwich Cuckoos, which was written by John Winham and published in 1957. That is true. So... I did not know that until I looked at this. So that's that's kind of cool. That's getting a uh, remake movie soon. Village of the Dan? Uh, yeah, which will be called the Midwich Cuckoos. Midwich Cuckoos? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, the Empty Rooms, that's stupid. I'm not even going to cover that one. Uh, <clears throat> Christopher Gans was irritated by Rada Mitchell's approach to acting many times during filming, uh, which typically involved her needing several shoots before she could fully get into character. Um, <laughs> apparently in the DVD counter Gaines Gan states that it was especially difficult to film scenes with Rada and co-star Lori Holden due to their very different acting techniques. Um, that, I could understand that'd be a pain. If she like has, one was like a joy to work with the other's just a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> or, or not necessarily a bitch, but just way too like, I need to, you know, channel, I need to get this right. And like, you know, almost, maybe a, I won't say a perfectionist, but kind of a, yeah. I, well, so, she's, She's a Midwest mom, so she's got two pairs of shoes. So fucking take two pairs of shoes in, and that's it. <laughs> we don't need to try on hundreds. Yes. Uh, Rada Mitchell also apparently got punched in the face by one of the uh, nurses during filming the scene in the basement hospital by accident. <laughs> um, uh, I was like hearing stories like that. Um, actually, we, okay, so we talked about the music was all from the game, uh, composed by Akara uh, Yamayoka. However, the film's production con- uh, contract required that a Canadian composer be involved to remedy this. Uh, Dana, who I guess was the composer, was uh, hired to remix Yokomogo's track. So they kept the original music, but you had a Canadian producer or musician remix them a little bit for the movie to get around a loophole in that contract. It's um, a weird clause in a contract. Yeah. You can use the movie, the game music, but it has to be redone by a Canadian. Uh, yeah, uh, holding balloons so, in his left hand, <laughs> drinking Cambodian breast milk. Now, this is a weird one, um, and I'm glad it did not work out if this is true. Apparently, Christopher Gaines, Gaines, I don't know, I keep fucking up, originally apparently wanted Cameron Diaz to play the role of Sybil Bennett, and I gotta say, I am glad that did not happen. Wouldn't I, that would, I agree, would not, that would have been terrible casting, I think. Because, I don't know, because this is 2006, this was like, at this point, Cameron Diaz was just a comedic actress. She was like, you know, something about Mary and uh, was it? There's another big one that she was in that was of comedy, but I, I cannot have seen her in Charlie's this role. Angels. Charlie's, yeah, Charlie's Angels and uh, was it uh, Sh- Shallow How? Was that she in that one? No, that's uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, okay, there's some, there is another one I can't remember, but but yeah, I'm so glad that Cameron Diaz did not end up getting that part. That I think would have ruined it. Is the director's name Gaines? Chris? It's Gaines or Gans. G A N S. So Gans or Gaines? Okay, which is 
I, I would say Gans. When you say Chris Gaines, it reminds me of when Garth Brooks put, Garth on, the, Brooks, yeah. put on the wig. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Sony Pictures acquired the United States and Latin American distribution rights to this for $14 million. Um, this film was also included in Roger Ebert's most hated list, having given the film a one and a half, um, one and a half stars. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck Roger Ebert, man, and his list. Um, Glad they're dead. So uh, this is just not that good, but the dance, the majority of the dancers hired to play the nurses in the film were in the same dance company that provided the background dances for Jessica Alba's film Honey. So there's the weird little connection. And um, <laughs> um, where is it? Okay, so this is a weird. This was a weird ending they came up with. They didn't use it obviously because they went with the. This was I think was the much better option but uh so the original ending in the script was supposed to have dark alessa float up as she did in the final cut however instead of barbed wire killing everyone in the church multiple pyramid creatures were to appear and slaughter everyone but due to budget limits the barbed wire ended up as the final scene i gotta say i'm kind of glad i think that barbed wire scene is so iconic and so awesome that i'm glad it wasn't just multiple pyramids because i also think like we having one pyramid is impressive and, and, and intimidating enough and kind of like makes him special he's just like the one guy mm-hmm. if you would make multiple ones it would have diminished i think his impact like it or taken away from how important i think he is to the you know it didn't help in silent hill 3 when That's, they yeah. fight each other and shit yeah <laughs> so yeah, yeah i didn't like um, that at much all much better they're much better off with just like the one guy yeah. um this tortured soul who's got to wear this giant pyramid on his head and apparently wear lifts and you know, carry a giant sword. Yeah, yeah, much. Um, but again, that does take away. It does break the lore of the games number two. But again, these aren't exactly word for word because Pyramid Two was a creation of James's psyche. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, that James isn't. They don't do that storyline here. But that's just some of the. There was a lot of other stuff that I I, I skipped over uh, just for save time on. But I don't. Know if, did you have anything else before we move on that you uh, that you know of about the movie? Uh, so the only thing that I know of is that the reason that they had to incorporate so many of the iconic monsters from two as opposed to the first one is because honestly, one, the first one is very lacking on those monsters, and yeah. t- and you know, two to that reason is because the monsters they do have like the weird air screamers mm-hmm. and the and like the gorilla type things that jump out at you, like they. It they're 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 so they were like so goofy looking. Yes, like they, they would not trans. We could not put this on camera. It would not transfer well, right? Yeah. It's like this weird, hairless dragon dog, and then dog the dog thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, it just so they were like, let's go with let's go with number two. Obviously, two is more uh, you know remembered yeah. as being iconic. So mm-hmm. um, you know, you really when you think of Back to Silent Hill, both the movie and the game, like you. You instantly think, obviously, Pyramid Head mm-hmm. and the nurses. You don't really think too much of the no. uh, enemies from the first. You really don't. And, and I think, again, that's I think that's a, that was a very smart decision that they made to do that. Um, even with regards to the budget, they should have done that anyway. Because I think because uh, by this time four was out, so you had mm-hmm. a whole lot of things to choose from. Great. I never played four, so I don't know what the creatures were like in four, but um, they sucked. I'm yeah. I'm so glad they went with two, and that is when you think of Silent Hill monsters. That's my brain goes to the ones in two first. Yeah, Pyramid Head, the nurses, the bugs, the you know the see, the, the, the armless men, all was, that stuff. And the armless men for sure, because you see those right out, almost right out the gate in the in the second one. But you just those no those leg mannequins. The leg mannequins really. <laughs> yep. 
really want to see that. Like a deleted scene of just fucking some five foot six dancer just going to town on these fucking leg mannequins. And then he's like, I gotta go. I gotta get to the set for honey. All right. Um, that said, though, let's move on and just do a quick budget game here. It's now time to play everyone's favorite game, Guess the Budget. Sorry, I forgot to turn the volume down on that. I, I apologize if that was really loud to everybody. Um, anyway, Eric, you may already know this, so you can you can uh, tell me if you do or if you want to lie and just go for it. Anyway, we can do that as well. Um, but I don't know if you know the budget for I this. Don't. Okay. I don't. I truly don't. All right. Um, I so, do. Okay. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> now you know where I'm going from. Oh, um, that just reminds me, just for a particular listener later, penis. All right, let's move on. Um <laughs> What's your guess for the for the budget of the original Silent Hill movie? All right, two thousand six. I'm gonna go with it. Fifty five million. Fifty five million. Okay. Um, we have other numbers to guess too, but we'll start with that one. And you chose fifty five million. So survey says, show me fifty five million. You have chosen wisely. Oh, really? <laughs> you have. Uh, budget was $50 million. Holy shit. So you got it pretty much right on. Wow. Good yeah, job. I, really, I swear I didn't know that was, a, that was a guess, but I just kind of figured with a lot of this CGI, no real practical effects, it had to be somewhere up there. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the opening weekend in U.S. and Canada. What it made its opening weekend? What do you think it made? Opening weekend in the U.S. And this was back when opening weekend actually meant Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, so I'm gonna guess opening weekend eleven million. Eleven million. All right, let's see what you got this time. Show me eleven million. You chose poorly. <laughs> um, close. But not as close. I can't give you the one. Opening weekend was twenty million one hundred fifty-two thousand five hundred ninety-eight dollars. Um, moving on to gross U.S. and Canada, and we have gross worldwide too. So we have two more numbers. Okay. Um, we'll start with gross U.S. and Canada. Uh, gross U.S. and Canada. I'm going to go ahead and say it made forty-seven million. Forty-seven million. All right, forty-seven million. Let's see what you get. You have chosen. Wise. <laughs> nice. Gross up. U.S. and Canada, 46,982,632. Oh. So just like. 20, that could have won me both showcases. Yeah, you were like 20,000 short. God <laughs> damn, I'd have won both showcases. This is the price is right. Um, so good job there, man. You're two for three. Um, now, gross worldwide. How much did it make total? You know, uh, worldwide. Gross worldwide. So franchise was big in japan but it was made by the americans i'm gonna go ahead and say under 100 million so 87 million 87 million oh okay what this is kind of a tough choice here um but i'm okay i got all right we'll go he chose poorly but close, very close. For a worldwide uh, 
total uh, gross was one hundred million six hundred five thousand one hundred and thirty five dollars. Wow, I'd see that's I did choose poorly. If you were to get like ninety five, ninety ninety five, I would probably would have given you the yeah. one. But, I didn't think it made a hundred million, so that's yeah. that's me. So you fifty uh, percent. You got two out of four. Pretty good there. Pretty good. Um, you want to go on to hear some reviews of this movie real quick before we move on to number three? Absolutely. All right, let's do that. At the end of this day, one shall stand, one shall fall. In the end, when the dust settles, who will be left standing after Mortal Kombat combat? All right. So, uh, 8,088 total reviews on Amazon for Silent Hill 1. 76% are five-star reviews. Impressive. With only 3% one-star. Kind of surprised by that. Um, I wrote down four of each. I wrote four fives and four ones to try to keep it even. So... Now, honestly, I did not go through all 8,000. I did not have the time to do that. <laughs> so there may be funnier ones or better ones out there. I did not get to. Uh, but some from Sabrina, literally my new favorite horror movie. So this movie was interesting because it had a video game feel to it, but with, it, with, but with live actors, not animation. And with the most unbelievably unimaginable creatures, it is a horror lover's horrific horror flick. Beautiful, strong, fearless women battling an ever-changing setting. Well, in real life, you lose your mind on your couch. You are sure to label this your next favorite, a classic five stars. Um, speaking of which, I, uh, there's one trivia thing I did, Lily, I want to mention. Um, talk about the women of this, though. There was some uh, uh, kickback about the, the cast. Um, after, like, I asked one of the screenings or something, one of the producers that issue got the original script, the, uh, uh, Sean Bean and I think the detective weren't in it. Uh, and so the, the, one of the producers or somebody was like, we have an all women's, you got to add some men. You got to add a little variety because it, it was just all female. Added people. that so B they, plot. Yeah. They added that in as uh, kind of a, a I secondary. I remember hearing something about that. Um, so from Eric, uh, usually when someone tries to capitalize on pop, popular, popularity of a video game, hmm, Eric, you said that you tried to, um, tried to intervene with uh, <laughs> what, <laughs> what we're doing, uh, but so anyway, so usually when someone tries to capitalize on the popularity of a video game by bringing it to the silver screen, it fails miserably. This one is one of the few video game movie adaptations that is actually good. For a 15-year-old movie, it holds up incredibly. This is what cross-media should strive towards five stars. Uh, Benita uh, Ruse? Rouse? Uh, this movie is very good capture of the Silent Hill world. It is definitely worth a look. It would have been perfect if it had not gone into the religious storyline you have to see the nurse scene and Pyramid Head, the star of the show, and not enough of. For me, this one is one of the best adaptations of video game, almost, but not quite perfect. Five stars. What religious storyline? You have to have the cult. Yeah, I'm like, that's like, that's kind of, you talk about the game, but that was the whole game. Was Maybe the they re- would <laughs> prefer the drug storyline. Or, <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't find any drugs and motorcycles. I guess didn't like that. And lastly, from Sleeper Core, I've seen a lot of video game-based movies in my time, and all of them never deserve any more than one star. But this movie is actually better than the original game. It was even spot on of how the game was played or how the story was like masterfully 
in the best movie adaptations to a movie based of a video game I have ever seen. That's very poorly written. Uh, the mood was perfect. The flow of the story was historically accurate. A true masterpiece of a movie, even though the other two movies past this one was horrible. Getting bad grammar, five stars, and it made me question. Two movies? I'm only aware of one. Did I, is there a third Hill movie out there somewhere that I do not know about? <laughs> it's just this one and the other That's one. That's what I said. So this guy, I don't know what he's talking about then. All right. Moving on to the one stars, the other side of that coin. From Robert G., you have to accept the premise of the plot if you want to immerse yourself in a story. This plot begins with a mother taking her disturbed daughter into a town that has been closed due to toxic conditions of an underground fire. This despite her husband wanting to get the help for the despite her husband wanting to get help for the child. Throughout this movie, mother displays the same degree of intelligence awarded to a snail. I just couldn't buy the premise. 20 minutes in the movie, I was rooting for someone to arrest her or shoot her. Sadly, she dragged herself through two hours of mind-bogglingly dumb. One star. From Rain. This is one of those movies where you root for the demon because the main character is so stupid. And the whole white woman falling on the floor running from the demon is really played out. But the movie, she actually lived on the floor. It's that bad. It starts good, very interesting, but I got it got no, I got bad really quick and stayed. I don't know why this movie got so many positive reviews. To like this movie, you have to suspend absolutely all of your common sense and intelligence. Don't waste your time watching this movie. It's a joke. Don't say I didn't warn you. One star. I kind of hope that person gets Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah. Yeah. Um from Anonymous, one of the you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Just say what you're going to say. Just say it. Own it up. Own to it. One of the most disturbing films I've watched in a while. I think most of the people writing rave reviews about this film must be either psychologically disturbed or just plain evil. Horrible plot as well. I really wish I could unsee this movie. Movies like this remind me of how disgusting Hollywood really is. One star. Now, I beg to differ. That movie review actually would make me want to watch this movie. <laughs> most disturbing film I've ever watched um, gross the psychological disturbing okay I'm in like, yeah, that makes me, uh, that... bad movie obviously somebody's never seen Curse of the 49er <laughs> or Lake Fear 3 yeah Lake Fear 3 or uh, Camp Murder um, <laughs> Night of the Dribbler Night of the I was just about to go Night of the Dribbler <laughs> um, and lastly we have uh, an 80's celebrity in here apparently he hacked the server somehow from Max Hedrum Disjointed stream of consciousness junk. <laughs> One star. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so that's Sign Hill One. Um, I will say for like, our final thoughts, Eric. What, what, I mean, go ahead. You put sort of your final breakdown on Sign Hill before we move on to the sequel. Uh, so, like I said before, you know, the bad parts of it is like it's the ending is a little confusing it's a little weird she rises up from the hospital bed it's very just it's just very disjointed at that point um it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me because then like there's Alyssa coming out of rose also there's Alyssa in the hospital bed that raised up from the ground and then this third there's a third one which is sharon suspended (laughs) (laughs) from the fucking ladder like all that's just really going on that that alone was a, was a, a problem for me because again i mean some people even said hey it's confusing uh but you know you do just this you know suspension of disbelief you're just like whatever it, it it somehow works i don't maybe i don't need it to need it to be explained to me exactly um because the rest of the movie was pretty freaking kick-ass yes uh, i didn't have any problems with it as far as that stuff goes uh the shots uh line up really well when they first enter silent hill i very much felt like i was there from from that part of the game uh, so that was awesome. So, I mean, 
man, I don't have a lot of bad to say about it other than it can be a little confusing for a newcomer. This is definitely made for fans of the franchise, so it's not open like Resident Evil was, where it's just like anybody could come in and see it, and they fucking made dum, it. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> yeah, made seven or fucking eight of those goddamn things, or however many there are fucking exist, because it's an everyman's action movie, right? This was more about the fans, and I liked that, and that's what really helped me really get into it and come to really enjoy it because this next one that we're going to talk about <laughs> hold on to your thought on that one yeah um i agree with you everything you said i i think this movie did a great job um i was i did go when i was sorry went back to watch this because i forgot it was two hours long like damn i don't remember being that long it is fucking but, over two hours it's long yeah, um so there might be a few things they could have cut down on the a little plot. bit um but at the same time, you're talking about being confusing. I think the B plot was kind of needed a little bit to try to explain some of it a little bit, to try to tie it all together. Um, I didn't hate it, uh, but maybe they could have spent, got maybe just gotten to Silent Hill a little faster in the beginning, or just they could have started on the road there or something like that. They, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think they did a great job. I, I said it before. I think this is one of the best video game adaptations to a movie out there. Um, it had the look, the feel, the the horror, the the intensity of the games when you first see it. it um, you know, of the, the other world and the creatures and just how fucked up and uh, disturbing and scary it would be to live and be in that environment. Uh, the creatures looked great. The special effects were great. The music was spot on. Um, I don't understand like the one, negative one reviews. The negative reviews were so bad on this. I don't. I don't get it. Um, I mean, there's so, yeah. The confusion's there though. There is confusion. Like if you never played the games that went in this i could definitely see people like what the fuck um because even if you play the game you're still kind of like what the fuck <laughs> um but they kept true to the the first really the first story of the game and that's i give them credit for that um and that em ending scene is epic it, it's it, it's awesome uh so i think well done i highly said i would yeah i totally recommend sign hill one if you haven't seen it do yourself a favor go check it out um, I think it's it, it really holds. It, I think it still holds up today too. It, I don't think it is not someone's like aged poorly. It's, it, I think it holds up. Um, I think they did a great job with it. Uh, so and it's still one of my favorite franchises still because of it. So, all right, that is Silent Hill One. All right, so let's move on to Silent Hill Three. All right, Silent Hill 3, this is, uh, I love this music. I think this is such a, again, it's from the game, but. Uh, when you say Silent Hill 3, you mean the next movie. Yeah, I'm sorry, Silent Hill, <laughs> I'm thinking 3, the game. That's Silent Hill 2, the movie based on Silent Hill 3, the game. Thank you. Okay. There we go. Okay, okay. I Yeah, I, I'm a little confused. I got, I, I Silent Hill Revelation. Re Revelation. All right, so, I just want to hear the giant music for a little bit. All right, I'll fade it out. Um, I just think it's catchy music. Sounds like you too. <laughs> I, I said it last time too. I never realized that, but yeah, I can kind of see that. Now I'm never going to stop thinking that. Mm -hmm. You ruined that for me. Thank you. Um, anyway, Silent Hill. I didn't ruin it for you. Bono did. <laughs> Blame his Irish ass. All right, Silent Hill 2 Revelation uh, was released on October 12th of 2012. So six years after the first movie. Uh, written by uh, M.J. Bassett and Laurent Hadida, also directed by M.J. Bassett, who's got 27 directing creds. Um, he currently is the one assigned to 
direct the remake of Red Sonia, which is in pre-production right now. So that could be interesting. But he's mostly a TV director. Uh, he's got shows. He's directed shows as Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Um, it's basically the biggest one that most people have heard of. The other shows I've never heard of, so I didn't even write them down. Um, fun fact, though. Um, talks for the Siren Hill sequel began in December 2006. So right after the first movie. Uh, with Christopher Gaines, Gans, Gans, uh, returning to direct <laughs> and Robert Avery writing the script for the project. However, there is a bit of a problem. Uh, however, after Gans dropped out of directing, uh, and a because an Avery was imprisoned for vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> Ooh, fucker killed a man with his car. Apparently, um, the project entered a complicated production process. Later in early 2010, Bassett was hired. To direct and write the film after I think, but yeah, I can't put a damper on things when your lead writer is uh, yeah, in you, prison for vehicular or Screenwriters don't get away with that kind of shit. You gotta no. be a rock star <laughs> to hit, kill somebody with a car. Like Vince Neil killed somebody, he only or, did 30 or a, days. Um, football defensive end. You there know. you go, right? Yeah, you're not famous enough when you're a screenwriter. No. Um, so that's a that's an interesting little tidbit. Um, Rebecca Gayhart got away with it. Yeah, yeah, she did. I always forget about that, but she did. Uh, you can find uh, Silent Hill 2 right now on Hulu if you have the add-on subscription service. Uh, it's kind of a teaser dick move there. Uh, Sling TV, Fubo TV. I always want to say Fubu, but it's Fobo. Amazon Prime, YouTube, Google Play, Apple TV, Vudu, and the uh, Roku channel are places where you can find Silent Hill 2 at Revelation if you want to watch it. Essentially, you got to pay for it to watch it. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think we're. This could be interesting. This could be. Interesting I could tell earlier by the conversation <laughs> where you were slightly defending what I was saying, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be unique." Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> to cast rundown real quick. We have um, Heather slash Cheryl, played by Adelaide Clemens. She's got thirty four credits. Um, she's Merla in Voltron, Legendary Defender. For you anime fans out there. The new one? I don't know. Volt, Voltron Legendary Defender. I'm assuming it's the new one. Yeah, it's got to be the new one. There's no way she was Because there's no way it was in the 80s, not the 80s yeah. ones. And she was Carnival Girl in X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Credits. Yeah. Um, big name. Big name there. Vincent big. is played by everyone's favorite Night Watchman, Kit Harrington. Um, Harry is played by, again, Mr. I Always Die, Sean Bean. He comes back. Rose comes back as uh, Rada Mitchells again. Claudia Wolf is played by Carrie Ann Moss. Uh, and then Leonard is played by Mr. Fucking Malcolm McDowell. Uh, and Dahlia is played by Deborah Cara Unger again, who comes back. Um, I didn't talk about her last time, but uh, she, she got 67 credits at the time of this. She was in Christine with, uh, um, and she's in the Michael Douglas movie, The Game. Uh, and for you Star Wars gaming fans out there, this one was kind of cool, I thought. She's the voice of Scorpio in the Star Wars MMO, The Old Republic, uh, which is a really awesome video game, one of my favorite games. I love it. I miss playing it. Um, and she was also in uh, Green Day's music video for Jesus of Suburbia as well. I didn't even know that this was the same Dahlia from the first movie because she <laughs> looks entirely different. <laughs> and not, I mean, like, bitch got older by six years different. Like, the character distinctively looks different. I'm pretty sure she's got a different hair color from blonde <laughs> to like dark brown. And like, well, in the first game one, she was kind of a redheadish. I think in the first movie, it was a dark color for it sure. Was darker. She's like silverish blonde in this one. <laughs> I, 
We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So, yeah. Okay. This is my odds and end bit stuff. I'll come into this later. So, yeah. Okay. So, let's just, just jump into number number two slash game three. Um, like I said, this is based on the third game. At, uh, again, it goes back to the cult stuff that follows a grown-up Cheryl, a.k.a. Sharon, who is now turning 18 uh, when this movie starts. And um, she's going by the name Heather. She goes by the name Heather in this one, which I think was her original name in the game. Uh, which is the name she went by in the game. In the game, she's, her- yeah, she's, she's, she's Heather. Heather as well. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but she even said, they make a comment. Once. She's like, you know, well, why why Heather? Like, you know, like, well, it doesn't matter. Cause like, and Sean Bean's like, oh, it was my grandmother's name or something like that. And she's like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. I've been Sharon. I've been Mary, which is a reference to game number two. Mm-hmm. Uh I've, you know, I've been, you know, Sharon, I've been Mary, I've been, now so, uh, Cheryl, now I've, I got Heather, it's, it's fine, whatever. Um, so, and the whole premise of this is, again, like, the, she's, and again, they do stick very well to the game for the most part. We, she, we have, it opens, the, the movie opens with the nightmare scene in the amusement park, just like the game does. Um, only the difference is, in the nightmare world, the nightmare dream she has, she instantly has a meeting in her dream with her evil self on which that's not in the game till much later uh but we find she's with evil alessa evil heather on the on the carousel uh which is powered by pyramid head apparently <laughs> pyramid powers the carousel um which visually looks kind of cool but i but when i saw something about it, i'm like uh... i disagree <laughs> and here's why all right this you is gonna be an interesting conversation i think we're going back and forth on this one giant monster of a backup dancer <laughs> and you chain him to a carousel that he's got to manually crank. crank yeah i'm it's all right already i'm not scared and he's like chained to it but he's also like tied to it because he must have accidentally opened the lament configuration because he's got like wires <laughs> yes. and hooks and shit coming out of his back and not like big meat hooks like like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. These no, are like, like fish hooks. Yeah, they're like tiny blood fish hooks. Shit. I'm yeah. looking at blood hook posters here. <laughs> and I'm like, what this this is this is this is this big menacing man and he's he's been you know now he's just like the monkey that turns the music yeah. box kind of thing. I, I get what you're and that's what I'm saying. Like, like when you first see it visually, it's like, oh, that's kind of a cool image and I, I get where they're going, but when you when, I agree with you though, when you saw him break it down like that, I hundred percent agree with you. It, it really kind of diminishes his his importance, his his I will say stature or intimidation effect. Like it does. It turns him into basically a monkey turning a crank. Uh, so I agree with you 100% on that point. At this point, you've got like nine Hellraisers. It's like we've seen this kind of shit. Do something original like from the game. This 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 whole whoever the director was, because Chris Gans. MJ Bennett. Fucking dodged a bullet here. Probably got whiplash from running away from it so hard. <laughs> You know, whoever put their spin on it, yeah, right, because they're like, "Well, I gotta make it my own, whatever." And 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 this is the kind of shit you get. And this is this is number one of many reasons of why I do not like this movie. Oh, we're gonna have some hot takes here. We're gonna go back and forth on some of this. This is gonna be fun. All right, so, um, so that I mean, yeah, she has the dream. She wakes up only this time instead of waking up in a mall, a diner in a mall, she wakes up um, in her own bed, screaming with uh, Sean being coming in and like. It's okay, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's fine. Um, but it's not fine because then he gets immediately stabbed. Yes. By Sean- <laughs> some sort of monster that's wearing the reverse bear trap from Saw. <laughs> sort of, yeah. I see what you, yeah. And $55 million was the budget for the first movie. Got mm-hmm. that imprinted in my brain. Yep. 
Now, you don't have to tell me till we get there, but right. I'm going to go ahead and assume that the budget was a hell of a lot less here. <laughs> I was just looking to see if I make sure I had everything, if I had it written down. Like, I do have that stuff for later. Because so. the CGI here, granted, 2006 CGI for the first movie, not the best in the world, but honestly, some of the best of that time. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yes. Here, piss poor. Well, let's one, one thing we should mention, I, I need to mention definitely for out of the gate, is... Um, this one was all, it was also done in 3d at the time. This was a 3d movie. So it does, when you see these effects in, in the non 3d state, they do look a little weird. Cause you can tell oh, that's probably supposed to be a 3d effect. So it makes it look a little weird when it's just on the flat screen. That could be part of the problem, maybe. Well, if there's any future directors out there listening, let me tell you, all three times they've tried that 3d <laughs> renaissance hasn't worked. Knock it the fuck off. Um, uh, <laughs> Not a fan of 3D movies, huh? Uh, Friday the 13th Part 3 in 3D. Fun. Um, but it's, it's gimmicky, and I like it. Jaws 3D, super fun. Again, gimmicky. But overall, like name me anything out of those two, other than those two, which you're like, you know what was great Bloody in 3D? Bloody Valentine 3D. I did not care for that one in you 3D. did not care for that no. one? No. And I think it honestly looks better in 2D. I'll probably agree with you on that one as well. I just wanted to throw it out there because that's like the one I could think of. <laughs> but there you go. You, at least you named another one. <laughs> well, I remember seeing like, um, God, it was like one of the like Marvel movies. Like, I don't know if it was Thor 2 or uh, Avengers 1 or something like in 3D in the theater, like that type of 3D. And that was a little weird too, but like, it wasn't this type of cheesy 3D. I, mean, I, guess I saw Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince in 3D and it still wasn't good. And uh, the first... Uh, uh, Deathly Hollows in 3D, hmm. and it was just by accident because we were just like buying tickets and that, like we showed up and like that's what we got to go in and see. Uh, gotcha. Uh, but no, I am not a fan of 3D. And this, the special effects looked piss poor, and they wasted a lot of money on this one shot. I can tell you, and it just would have been so much cheaper to have a practical effect behind it. But again, yeah. I didn't realize that they were going for this 3D nonsense in 2012. Yeah. It definitely makes sense of why the shot looks the way that it does, mm-hmm. but it looks like shit. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but I'm saying this is probably why, because it was, this, some of this was done with the 3D in mind. Um, but again, it turns out that's still part of the dream, too. She wakes up, he doesn't actually get stabbed, he's fine. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they're, and then they, they do a bunch of nods again to the, the game, and the, because he gives her, the, the the famous white vest as her birthday present before he sends her off to her first day at a new school because they just moved. Uh, and basically, they move around a lot because at this point, they have been hunted and chased by the cultists from Silent Hill trying to get to Heather slash Cheryl. So they keep moving around on the run all the time and changing her name. That's what all. That's basically the premise. Mm-hmm. So at the school, she's introduced. She meets Vincent Kit Harrington. Now Vincent is from the game. Um, and he's similar, sort of, in this game, in the movie, other than the, in the fact that he is the son of Claudia Wolf. But other than that, completely different character. That's that's where the other than him being a man yeah. <laughs> and having a mom. Yeah, that's where the similarities end. <laughs> yes, because uh, later we find out he's like he's basically been sent from Sign Hill. Th- through a ritual that uh, led him, allowed him to pass through the fog as like a envoy of their cult to track down and try to lure Heather to Silent Hill. Because the standard methods of hiring a private investigator, which worked, <laughs> wasn't yielding the results that they needed, apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they do they do hire the private investigator, which um, 
Duck, uh, D- Detective Douglas Cart- Cartman, I think his name is. And they get, he, he shows up. He's, the scene where he shows up, because right before it, she's trying to get on the school bus, and she looks down at the homeless man who looks up at her, and at first he's a homeless man, then he's an ass face. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's a homeless man again. And, like, I had to rewind it earlier because it's been a minute since the scene. And I was like, that's right. I remember screaming in the theater, ass face! <laughs> because that's what it was. And like, it wasn't scary. It's ridiculous looking. I know that it's yeah. not an ass, but I no, don't know what it to- it's supposed to be. No, I, I agree. This this first one, I agree with you. It does look ridiculous. <laughs> I, I did not care for it either. Um, the weirdest fucking so weird. thing. It's really an odd, odd choice uh, for the first kind of it's a like scare. A double chin. There's that got another over his face. I don't know. It's yeah, weird looking. There's another really weird moment in this movie that I don't remember being in the game at all. Just a weird decision they tried to make. But somewhere before she gets to Sand Hill, she has like a vision. Or uh, uh, she's at like a park or something with a kid's birthday party. Oh, with and the clowns and shit. Yeah, like apparently everybody's a murderous clown. Like that had there were not clowns in the games. Like in Silent Hill, other than like okay, unless you're gonna make a stretch of clowns are at amusement parks and circuses, and that's why they're clowns. That's a stretch. I mean, that is a Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Plastic stretch of a stretch. <laughs> but other than that, I I don't know why they did because it, it looks and it's stupid. It looks terrible. It makes no sense because why it's... Mer- clowns do not belong and Silent Hill do not go hand in. That clown horror is its own genre. This is Silent Hill. Keep your clowns out of my Silent Hill. I don't I don't need that. It looked it was stupid. Because I did not care for that. It's Silent Hill and it's Konami. <laughs> and they're always, you know, three to six years behind the times, right? <laughs> this this game, or one, came out sev- you know, four, three years after Resident Evil had already hit the market. After several Resident Evils, right? Mm-hmm. Konami's late to the game again, because the movie of Resident Evil came out way before the Silent Hill movie did by like four or five years. So here we are in 2012, and Konami's just taking shit that was scary in the early 2000s and fucking putting it into their new fucking movie. I know it's not Konami's the director, but either way, that's just Konami's fucking way that Silent Hill works for them. It's like, whatever's happened, they're going to do it, but they're going to do it five, ten years later than it was ever when it was popular. It's just how they roll, and I I guess that's why some of this shit is in here. I don't know, but yeah, that whole park thing is just weird because, like, the clown's like eating a burger that's it's not like rotted flesh they just like inverted the light on the in the camera to make the burger appear darker so he's just eating a hamburger yeah <laughs> but, but maybe a little too much ketchup on it i mean yeah. it's a little gooey with the ketchup but yeah it's it's a weird dumb scene like it's probably my least favorite part of this movie and is, then is she that snaps clown. out of it yeah and she's like all right nothing happens um but basically uh at this point uh, her dad, Harry Mason, gets kidnapped by the cultists and dragged to Silent Hill. And they write on his wall, in blood, come to Silent Hill. They have to lure her there. And they draw the the, uh, the cult symbol. Yes. Which, which is great. Which is the original symbol from the game. It is. Be- it is. Which I like that. I did like that. Because the symbol, I don't, the symbol they use in the first movie with the ch- that weird cross in the church, I don't remember those being in the game at all. That's their own original thing. So I'm like, and you never see the the symbols, those sigils in mm-hmm. the, in the first movie. We're like, why not? You're doing this cult stuff. You had all this wonderful like cult like like high, not a hieroglyph, but like sigils and ritual looking like, like stuff. Runes, and Ru- things runes, like that. yeah. Like they were so cool and creepy. Like, why not incorporate that? Yeah. But they didn't. But they do in this one. So I'm like, okay, thumbs up for that. That was cool when she comes home. Uh, cause it's so weird because she's being chased. And she's aware of it. So then yeah. she calls her dad. She's like, Dad, I'm being chased. At first, she assumes it's the private investigator, yes. who is 
chasing her, but it's actually you know it it turns out it's 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 I guess these evil entities yeah. that are chasing her because she's like phasing in and out yeah. of Silent Hill darkness realm kind of or, thing. She's having visions of it creeping into her psyche. I don't think she's phasing in and out of the actual Silent Hill. She's having visions. Well, because she brings part of it. They, they do. She does phase into it because when oh, she's yeah. in the elevator yeah. and she's talking to the private yeah. investigator who says, hey, look, they hired me to find you. Yes. They know where you are. And I now want to try to hide you because these yeah. people are weird. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, we bear trap. That. Yeah, Check. let's talk about that. Um, yeah, so in the yeah bear trap, the character's name, the creature name is called the missionary. I found that out. Uh, She's I'm, not in the game. You know, she is not in the game. This is an original <laughs> creation. Uh, I'm just glad they didn't call her doggy style or reverse cowgirl. That would have been weird. But um, bear trap face. Bear trap sounds face. much better. Um, so yeah, the missionary shows up, slices off the detective's hands. Again, that that's the 3D effect. We see it, the figure. Is. That's clearly a 3D effect. Uh, and then kills him in the elevator, um, and then My, it, it's it's such a it's an okay jump scare, yeah. But it's such a really bad scene because before he dies, he's in the elevator with Heather, yeah. and he's missing four fingers <laughs> off one hand. Yes. And instead of attending to this injured man who was trying to warn her to help save her life. She's just berating him with questions. It's like, he's clearly now in shock, right? And you don't have to be a doctor to figure this shit out, that this is obviously not the opportune time to be questioning the man. Yeah. But she's just like, fuck it. This is, it's, it starts out okay, and then it turns into another shit scene. Uh, but yeah, so he dies. He gets killed. And then outside, she exits the mall, and the police are already there, taped it off. And she gets escorted out of the taped off area. Uh, and so miraculously, Vincent's there. He's like, what's going on? He's like, oh, uh, get me out of here. So they go off together. And I think that's when they get to her place, find her dad's been missing, mm. come to Sand Hill. So she has Vincent drive her to Sand Hill because she can't drive, right as the cops come bursting in their door to find her as a suspect yeah. in the murder of the detective. Now, did I must have looked away for a second? Because I don't remember this. I remember her coming out, the cops escorting her mm -hmm. away. They didn't get any information from her. Mm -hmm. uh, they they have a really weird dialogue about they're like, hey, chief, I found this bloody coat. And they're like, cool, evidence. I don't even know okay. why that's in there. <laughs> what happened is she comes out one door. And one cop's like, hey, miss, you can't be back. And he escorts her off while another cop, an EMT, rolls Douglas' body back on the gurney. A different cop, detect the detectives, stop him, search Douglas's coat, and find a picture of Cheryl. Okay, and that's says, how they get her. Yes. So it is a real quick thing. It's real I quick. I must have fucking yeah. in this. They hold it. Like, oh, here's this picture of this girl. Who's this thing? Find out who it is. We'll track her down. Because they just all of a sudden show up at her house. Yes. And I was like, how do they know? Yeah. They do explain just, that. like... It's, they just because to me they just shoved her off. It's like okay, so I missed that. All right, no, well, it's there. Well, but they, they point for you, movie. They do find her surprisingly pass fast, especially given the fact that she's you know changed her name like five times and like it, I think it would have taken a little longer to track her down. But they minutes. But yeah, but it's explained. It's there. The I will say this though, probably the most accurate police I've ever seen on film. <laughs> In a horror movie, because they <laughs> knock on the door, nobody answers. They're very silent. You know, Jon Snow and Heather yeah. are in there, and they're being very quiet, and they sneak out the back door or whatever, and the cops are just like, fuck it. They just <laughs> kick the, <laughs> door, kick the in. door in. Then they look at the wind, or the wall, which is covered in blood, that yeah. says, come to Silent Hill, and he's like, 
there's your probable cause. It's like, <laughs> ah, you didn't even have a reason to do that, you shitbirds. Good job. Yeah, where's your warrant? You don't, yeah. you don't got none. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's it. So, uh, they, they, they stop at a motel room for the night and that's when Vincent comes clean about, um, yeah, I'm uh, oh. Claudia Wolf's son. She's like the, in this movie, Claudia is sisters with Christabel from the first movie. And, uh, basically they had different ideologies and how they, how they wanted to run the cult supposedly or something. We did, we did miss a scene before, um, um, uh, Ned Stark is taken. I'm just going to use their Game of Thrones. That's fine. <laughs> Before Ned Stark is taken by these people, which which happens off screen, uh, there is a moment where he's uh, looking at a picture of him and 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 Heather, Sharon, yes. Sharon and Rose. Uh, and oh then, yes, and then yeah. Rose mm-hmm. is her like, one scene. I forgot the right because this movie's so fucking bad. She knew it. She didn't want to be in the motherfucker. <laughs> um, she's like talks to him through the mirror and yeah. explains. Like how, thank you. Uh, I can't believe how she got it. out. How, how yes. Heather Sharon got out, and how why Rose is still stuck in yes. the. And that's actually dimension. kind of important because I can't believe. I, thank you for bringing it up because I can't believe I forgot that. Uh, because the way the first one ends, it it did leave a, without that explanation. It would have left a giant plot hole because they were trapped in the Sign Hill realm at mm-hmm. the end of the first movie, and now all of a sudden, like you know, this she was like I don't know ten in the first movie, maybe twelve. I don't know. Uh, and now she's basically 18. So many years have passed. So we don't know how long she was trapped here. But my guess is from what I think in the flashback, she was, wasn't there very long before they were able to get, get Sharon slash Heather slash Cheryl out. Yeah. And yeah, Rose says in, in, a, in a reflection in the mirror, like, I found a ritual. That's all you think. It's yeah, just, it's like, a, a medallion. It's just, yeah, it's like it's just like sci- sci-fi logic. I found this. I'm like, okay, done. Yeah, magic. she's like, it's only magic. part of it though, and so I was able to send her out, but I'm still stuck yes. here. And, then, and he's like, protect her. Don't yeah. you know? Do it. You gotta and, keep her safe. And and and, uh, and Heather is aware of this medallion. Yes. Whatever the hell it is, and she she takes it with her. Yes, when she, she leaves. Yes. With with John Snow. That's an important fact. So I, yes. they, like her dad has a box. Of Silent Hill stuff. It's like the do not do not open box. Yeah, but, pretty much. But it's basically guarantees it's going to get open. Right, with a letter to his daughter in the do not open box, yeah. just in case she opens it, explaining yeah. to not come to Silent Hill because they've kidnapped him, yeah. likely. And then she's like, cool, I'll do the exact opposite of that. Exactly, exactly what you don't want me to do, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take this gun that's in there, and I'm going to take this fucking medallion. And uh, all right, Jon Snow, let's go to this hotel. And then this is when we get the Jon Snow scene Reveal. where they show him... Uh, how he can escape the realm of Silent Hill like, yeah. to cross between the dimensions or whatever. And it's so weird. They have to, like, paint this giant fucking... Oh, ain't well paint. They carved it into him. Yeah. Like, they carved the giant it's... rune into his body, uh, and which allowed him to pass into the real world and become, like, Aragorn, basically, or like a ranger scout. Like, go well, hunt I was, them down. I, I, was being, I was being nice by saying painted, because oh. if you'd have carved this giant thing as they describe, <laughs> yeah. and even show in the movie, this man should be dead. Probably. Like, very dead. It's over his heart. It's around several yeah. important vital <laughs> organs in there, because it's almost his entire chest. Yeah, it, it's it's massive. It covers up almost his entire chest, yes. But he lives. He's it's cool. Like, it's like one half of his chest right down the middle, and then, like, it's like... It's and like, like, on his rib, it's like on the ribs weird. and will. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's yeah. painful looking. It's t- he probably would be 
I'm yeah. not a scrub nurse. Maybe Harry can <laughs> take a look and, and piece it together for me and let me know. But I just feel like a man would die from something. Then again, I'm not from Silent Hill. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But um, it's it's unnecessary. But, like, so he's known Heather for like all of a day, you know, a few hours at school. And that was, and then he runs into her at night at the mall. But already he's like, I love you. I love thing. this girl. I like. I. I I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna go get some. I'm not gonna take you there. You know. I don't. I'm, this is what I was supposed to do, but I'm not going to because uh, I. I love you now. Lifts his so. shirt. He's like, look what my mom did to me. Yeah. <laughs> also, they want to kill you in Silent Hill. Please don't go back. Yeah. And she's like, nope, I'm going. Right. Everybody. You got a detective. <laughs> you got her dad. You got a shirtless Jon Snow, body disfigured or otherwise, telling you not to go back to Silent Hill, and you're like. I'm fucking going back to Silent Hill. Well, she's like, Hill. it's my dad. If you, I love him. If you knew, if you had somebody you love, you would do the same thing. Um, so, well, yeah, but she, yeah, so she, she goes. Um, one thing I want to mention, this, this popped in my mind, and just uh, we didn't talk about at the beginning when in the, the dream sequence in the park. Um, and this, I just think about the text thread you were in our text thread you were before this. Um, the uh, one of the scenes on the merry-go-round, the carousel. All the horses, you know, they're going up and down. Uh, and then Cheryl's there, Heather, and she, like, touches them. Or she turns around looks back, and, and instead of horses, they are now people gagged and bound by, like, barbed wire hanging out on, on, on the poles of the, on the carousel. Shit, torture porn bull. I, see, that's what we're going to talk. I, I don't know. I don't consider this torture porn. Is that fucked up? Is it body horror? Yes, but I don't consider it torture porn. It's supposed to be, I don't know. I don't think so. At one point in time, around this scene, I think when she's looking for the elevator, she like turns a corner. Like every fucking time this bitch turns a corner, somebody is bound and gagged. <laughs> they, turn a, they turn a corner and she's all of a sudden in some sort of like back room kitchen of a diner. There's a dude just hanging there. Some fucking yes, the butcher scene. Butcher just yeah. cuts a big old slice of meat off, hands it to a guy who's he just throws it on the grill. It You're gonna tell me this isn't torture porn? I don't think. Don't it's... me wrong. That's probably the coolest of the scenes. But other than that, everybody's bounding gag. I guess I wire. just when I think of torture porn, I think different. I don't consider this torture porn. I think it's more hellscape. Um, I I mean this like maybe kind of Hellraiser ish type stuff, and I don't consider that torture porn. Well, like when like, I think torture porn, I think like Clyde Barker being Clyde Barker. I yeah. feel like he sort of invented it. He can do whatever he wants with it. Um, like when I think torture porn, I think like the hostile movies. Like that's torture porn to me. Um, I, I, and I don't like, to me. All it's right, different. Okay. But BD, BDSM bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, she runs off, or Vincent goes and gets taken or knocked on couch. Somehow they get separated. I think she. I thought she just woke up and he was gone, and then she opens the door, and then she's in Silent Hill. No, there was something like, because the 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 darkness comes mm-hmm. when they're in the hotel, and the hotel melts away, and they're mm-hmm. like, "What's going on?" He's like, "This is the darkness world," and blah blah blah. Uh, and then, yeah, I don't know if Vincent gets taken or what or something, but he and they somehow end up getting separated. She goes back to Clearly, the real world. It's such a great scene that everyone yeah. remembers it. Um, and then she opens the <laughs> motel door and it's all foggy and she steps out into Silent Hill. And so there she is. She's in it. Um, another good scene I want to talk about though. Um, we'll get to, uh, as she's in, uh, I guess a warehouse or something. I, I get, I don't remember, but it, it you talked to mention they didn't have in the first game, but the mannequins, it's this back storage warehouse filled with mannequins and uh, she she comes to this gr- finds a naked girl on a table. This these like, these these are actually pretty cool. Yeah, I want to say I, I, I'm glad because I thought this was pretty awesome. Yes. Too. 
So this scene was good. She finds this naked girl on the table and she's like, Oh my God, there's a lot of people here. What's going on? And she's like, help me, help me. The naked girl's like, help me, help me. And she comes up and, um, before she do anything, you see the girl on the table, like from feet up, like transforming into a plastic mannequin. And it's like this almost kind of like this liquidy like thing. And it just grows up her around her head. And then she rises before she like completely engulfs her. She's like, run. And then she gets up and she's turned into a mannequin. Um, Behind her, Cheryl finds another girl trapped in webbing, like this thick, mucus, gross webbing. And she cuts her out and says, okay, help us get out of here. So they, tr- <laughs> so like, all right, let's go. This bitch. This bitch. <laughs> um, so they, they run. And that's when we're introduced to the mannequin spider, which I say, I like. This design was awesome. I thought this was really cool. This was neat. This was fucking creepy. Like, this would have been an awesome... Uh, like I could see this as a boss in an actual one of the Silent Hill games. Like that, that's how co- I think cool it was. Uh, it's just this giant spider creature made of mannequin parts, and it's got all these arms. And at the end of some of the arms, it's holding like mannequin heads, and it's using like the heads of the mannequin as its eyes. And it so it comes, it jumps on the table of the girl that just got turned into a mannequin, rips her head, the mannequin head off the girl, so it basically decapitates that girl, holds it up. And, and joins it to its body, and it holds the head up, and the girl who just died, her eyes open, she screams, like she's back to life now, but she's trapped as part of this monstrosity's body, and then is forced to like, become this creature's eyes, and it turns, and they, and they look for and Cheryl and the other girl, and Heather, bitch. and the other bitch, and they scurry off after it. And I'm like, that's fucking awesome. That's That's... God, that'd be scary and terrifying to be like that mannequin girl. Like I just got turned, but now I'm part of this monster. I'm trapped here forever as part of this monster's body. And I it no was choice. very cool. I like the monster, and even when she first walks into this warehouse room thing, it's neat. Before she even comes across the girl that mannequins up, there's a mannequin because several of them are like wrapped in plastic. Sometimes they're just yeah. heads, sometimes they're just torsos. There's one where it's the head and torso that's wrapped in plastic, and she gets to it. Uh, the plastic around it inflates, oh, yes, inflates it's, yes. as if the fucking mannequin's breathing. breathing. But you don't see the mannequin move, no. just the bag. Yeah. And it I, was real yeah, good. Yeah, I think if, I, that's an, I love that moment. It's such a good moment. That was a fantastic um, little scene. But and then, then, the, the, it's another 3D effect, though, when the, when they hold up that mannequin head to the mm-hmm. straight to the screen. It's, you can clearly tell that's one another 3D effect. Because it looks weird. A cool idea, but it does. It looks weird because it's the 3D effect. But then I feel like the scene falls apart, and this is my problem with it, is because her and New Bitch escape through uh, some, like an air vent shaft. Yep. And they make like, uh, just a little bit vent. in, and then new bitch just gets pulled away by the giant spider. Yep. What's the point of that? I didn't even get your name. Yeah, you never, you don't get her name. Yeah. There's no name. It's just, yeah, she gets she doesn't make it into the vent. She gets pulled away by a spider mannequin. You never see her again. Or the spider mannequin. And Cheryl just moves on. Um, So, uh, I, some, I don't know. Some shit happens. More shit, obviously, shit happens. But I, <laughs> let's talk about the main stuff. So, basically... Uh, Vincent, no, she does it. She meet Vincent or she meets Claudia, and they basically find out that she has to get uh, the other half of the medallion from Leonard Wolf, Claudia's father, who has been locked up in the insane asylum or the mental ward of the hospital, which again is true to the game. Uh, uh, so they do that, and Leonard's played by Malcolm McDowell. Who you know? It's the seal of Metatron. Yes, seal of Metatron. Um, so Cheryl goes and finds him to get that, and the, the scene with Malcolm McDowell is fine. He, he's Malcolm McDowell, so he does a 
good job. I mean, the acting's fine. They they, they do a good job, I guess. He's uh, not he's not bad. He plays like a weird chained up uh blind man. Yeah, he's blind. The scene starts out okay. One, Malcolm McDonald's fantastic yeah. human being. Two, he's a great actor. So, you know, I'm all on board with that. Uh, but uh, here's where you and I are obviously going to differ <laughs> in opinion here because I feel like it falls apart very quickly. As a matter of fact, I was having some conversation with it about nachos as I was pulling up. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because he explains what the Metatron is, and he's like, you need the other half to complete the ritual and this and that and bring Alyssa back and all this blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, cool, where's that? And he's like, it's in me. And he just <laughs> grabs the first, like, he tricked her into holding it. He shoves it in his body yes. somehow. Somehow, yes. Magic. Magic. And then he turns himself into this, like, very large creature where you're like, okay, this is kind of Well, like she a- shoots him first. Right, once. Yeah. And then he gets up and he's like this large, menacing creature. And it's like, right on, dude. He must be like a new big bad. I'm down for that. And then she shoots him a whole bunch more, which doesn't do anything. Mm-mm. So he like knocks her unconscious, mm-hmm. flings him over his shoulder, Donkey Kong style, and is like taking her somewhere. Yeah. And then literally 15 seconds after that scene takes place, she comes to, looks down. She's like, oh, my God, I'm being carried away by the Malcolm McDowell monster. There's a <laughs> hole right where this medallion is. Yep. Reaches in, grabs the medallion, the thing fucking falls apart and dies. And you're like, yep. what was the fucking point of all that? <laughs> just, to, just to bring the two halves together? You could have just found it in a room? We needed to have this whole thing play out like it was going to go somewhere? Well, you we had Malcolm McDowell on her contract. I guess you're going to use them for like you know a day of shooting because that's probably all they had them for. Right. <laughs> must be the new writer. We couldn't get the Canadian guy to re-record the music. So let's get Malcolm McDowell in here. He's just around the corner doing nothing else. I don't know. It was dumb. Um... Yeah, I, 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 I don't know, man. I, it's maybe I'm, I'm think I didn't think enough about it when I was watching it, but I was like, okay, it, it's fine. I mean, there, you know, he does in the game, he does turn into the monster, you know, that he has to fight as a boss, a mini boss in the game, and blah blah blah. Sure, absolutely, and I get, I get why that that's there, but they could have done a better job with it here. The whole, the whole ordeal lasts less than two minutes from begin, from intro to, to yeah. death. It's a two, three minute scene. Yeah, it is. And it, that's just, what the hell was the point of it? At that, why even have it? Just fucking have her find it inside of a book. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't, I don't hate it as much as you do, but I, I, I definitely see your point. You have a valid point. Well, because I, I had, a, I had high expectations for this scene. Yeah, that's a cool part in the game. Yes, it is. Very cool part. But here, they just took a shit on it. Again, like phoned it, in. I'm not. I guess I'm. I sh- I'm not trying to make. Uh, I just play devil advocate. Maybe you know. Again, could budget restraints. you uh, filming you're right. restraints. I'm just. I'm coming issues. at this as a fan. Yeah, uh, and you're. It's very. You know. You're 100 valid on argument there. I mean, I'm, I can't argue against it really. Uh, but so that happened. That's the microanalysis. She, yeah, she kills him by reaching in and pulling out the seal Metatron, and he dies. That's, and there's like no resistance. He's no. just like. Yoink. I thought that was my problem. Like, this is like, mine now. This, the guy realized, like, okay, this is my basically my heart. This is what's keeping me alive. He's got a free hand. Wouldn't she just think you just reach up and like pull her hand out yeah, of him and like that's cover thought, it up? Right? Or, like, pull, like, notice, stop. notice that there's there should be a little resistance. Yeah. Notice that she's doing it. Toss her around and then have some sort of fight and Yeah, that would have been fine. That would elongate been good. it. Yeah, I think that would have been really again. But it could have been done. Well, we don't have the budget money for the special effects to CGI a whole fight scene with this monster uh, or whatever. I don't know. But I do agree that would have been better. If she, yeah, he puts up no resistance, and it's just not like she just reaches in and pulls out like instantly. She digs in for a little bit, fills around, so she's her hand is inside his chest for a good 10, 15, 20 seconds, trying to get this thing out, and plenty of time for him to 
either drop her ass to, and then, or pull her hand out of him and, and stop it from stop her from killing him. So there is a problem with that. Yes, I do agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, also, at this point, uh, Claudia Wolf has captured Vincent and 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 has somehow figured out his treachery that she that he has decided to help Heather instead of help her. So she, Claudia orders the minions, the lackeys to take Vincent away for basically re-education to purify him back into the faith. She's going to beat him <laughs> until he starts to listen. So he gets dragged off to the asylum as well. And that's where Cheryl finds him uh, as he's dragged into basically an operating room where two hench, which this is weird. So <laughs> I, it, it just does, it seems, doesn't seem the most um, conducive to, to, I guess your, your goals if you're trying to re-educate people or to whatever procedure you are going to invoke upon them. You, I think you'd want to do that in your own time, in your own, in, in the safety of a room not in a room that's filled with the murderous nuns or not nurses, sexy nurses, the sexy nurses. Um, that's a really strange thing because they, I hate this scene. They wheel him in there. The, the minions who have like electric cattle prods that keep the nurses back. Um, uh, so I'm like, yeah, it's the Harry wardens. Yeah. Fighting, keeping the nurses at bay for whatever reason they're in there. I don't even yeah, know. Well, cause it's a hospital, but yeah, but like, if you're going to, why are they in there? Like, if why would you take? If this is something they do on a regular basis or semi-regular to re, why isn't this a devoted room? Where they do, they should be have a room that's cleaned out of these nurses, or not filled with these things, so they can actually do whatever procedure they're going to do without having to constantly taser sexy nurses or or worry about them killing them. That just seems totally, you know, counterproductive. From Be, what it doesn't make any sense because almost immediately. They lose control. Not almost. It is immediately. And the fucking nurses kill him. Yeah. And like John Snow's like trying to get out of the bed, which and I don't understand how the nurses work here yeah, because it's different in this movie than it was in the first. In the first movie, they were attracted by light. It was the light that triggered them. And right. this one, it's more sound based because as soon as they open up, uh, they they get attract attack. attack attracted to the sounds of the been wheeling Jon Snow in and then just opening doors and moving around. Right. And no, all the zap, no, zap, zap, zap. I get, get back. that. But like they, when sound stops, they, they stop. stop. Yes. Which is, but that doesn't make any sense because even in the game, when you made noise, they came at you and they kept coming at you. If you stopped moving, they didn't stop. No. Like that's what I'm the saying. The noise is over they, here. They Let's changed go over them. here. Yeah. They changed them up. It, they should not have stopped it. If, so if it was going to be weird. light based, it would make sense for them to stop when the lights go away. Right. That makes sense because that was kind of in the game. Like you turn off the light, they don't see you. They kind of like stop. Yeah, like a. Um, but yeah, this one was sound based, which which really fucked it up. But I guess the only reason they do that is because well, they want the we can't have the tension with Jon Snow trying to free himself. Um, if they're only attracted to light, because then he just free himself and get away. Because even if you made noise, they wouldn't care. So I think they. That's my only explanation of why they change it to try to. You know, enhance the and they, drama. I guess or they're supposed to look other. creepier because there's a whole room full. There's like yeah. a dozen of them in there. Yeah. So every time the sound goes off, they like twitch and twitch move and, in like yeah. weird contorted ways. Yeah. But it's like it's just it's sound. Like how do you not know to go towards that fucking sound? The goddamn dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, which were stupid, <laughs> fucking knew to fucking go towards the goddamn noise, but you can't figure it out. Yeah, it's like it's like a two two or three step process. Like the first sound activates them, they twitch, 
And if you, the second sound, maybe they'll go to it. But the first one just activates them. Yeah. And if they don't hear anything after that, then they go back to deactivation mode. And they have to be reactivated again. Yeah. It's, it, that's the only thing I think of that I try to explain it. It's so stupid. And it's long. And yeah. a, Heather comes in Heather eventually. Comes in, and, and she's like, freeze. And, but, yeah. And, but, of course, they make they, they make a big noise. They get attacked. They Jon Snow, the gurney falls over. Everything goes out. They have to fight the nurses. They, they get out. But, wow. of course, they do. And Her and Lord Commander of the Night Watch yep. fucking make it out. Yep. No nurses fucking attack. Yeah, whatever. And nurses are left behind in silence. <laughs> to, 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 to twitch no more. To twitch no more. <laughs> um. So. So stupid. Um. They they so they go. They figure out they have to go to the amusement park. Is fucking amusement fucking park. where? Because for some reason the amusement park is where the the the, the cult is headquarters is that now which i okay so maybe there's a lighthearted side to the cult I guess too the, i guess the, so like <laughs> in between rituals and burning people they want to play some skee ball or funnel cake or ride the teacups maybe <laughs> i don't know what's going on but apparently the headquarters <laughs> is at the amusement park now um so they Join go the cult <laughs> of Metro, uh, metronon and get some free funnel cake yeah Unlimited skee-ball tokens, but only in the summer. And so this brings us back to the uh, opening, the, the the nightmare. It's basically the nightmare opening again, only now Jon Snow is there. Um, they do have, I do like the fact that they kept the, the, the pink bunny mascots from the game, which again, they also incorporate into the uh, Dead by Daylight uh, Silent Hill package uh, chapter. Uh, but at this point... The, the the minions, the lackeys are coming there too. So Jon Snow uses himself as a distraction. He runs off so Heather can make it to her dad in the center while he takes distracts the lackeys on a wild goose chase, basically. But he gets caught. He he gets caught instantly and he gets pulled into uh taken to his mom. But Heather shows up. Uh I think she has a, there's a scene with Heather, I think was this on before or after the does she and she she encounters her evil self again, evil Alessa on yeah, the Miracle Mar- She just sort of shows up. Yeah. She, but first it's young Alessa. It's the young girl. And then she like transforms and just yeah, morphs into. Yeah, at first into, it's like the little girl from the, yes, from the, the little, first movie, yeah. which is really neat. And they, they make her look really good. I yeah. will say the CG on that looks really good. Yes. Uh, and then she turns into the adult version of Heather now. Which I think looked really good, too. I like dark. I loved the, the dark version of Heather. I think she looked awesome. But it was just weird that she just showed up without explanation. When it's like, why didn't you just fucking do that at any point given time? Yeah. Did you, why, did, why was it? Did you have to be here at the Lakeside Amusement Park HQ? <laughs> you couldn't. Like, this is only where you can show up. Yeah. Kind of thing? I, that's. I didn't think about that way, but that's a good point. Uh, but she's basically like, why are you here? You shouldn't be here. I, I sacrificed basically myself, and the, you're supposed to be the good part of me. You're supposed to be out there living your life away from here. Being having the good life that I never had. Why even you your here? evil twin is telling yeah. you you shouldn't have fucking came exactly. back to Silent Hill. <laughs> and so that pisses off evil twin. She's like, well, fuck you. Why? Why are you here? You shouldn't be here. And so they, like, she, evil twin embraces good twin. They become one somehow in fire. They just they merge together. And while all this is going on in the background, <laughs> is still Pyramid Head fish hooked to this fucking ride just. Turn it away. <laughs> and I am not lying. Because they like you can see him off in the periphery, like on several shots. He's yeah. just going to town. Yeah. This Dominican backup dancer just, <laughs> just fucking spinning this thing, dude. So eventually Cheryl then again, the big climax, she makes it to she finds Claudia Wolf. 
Um, her dad's chained to this weird. Well, you hold on. So she she absorbs. Yeah. Dark Alessa. Yes. So uh, you should, I guess Heather has a power that, <laughs> to do this that she's never known about, never used in her entire life, and all of a sudden summons it to absorb the evil or, half inside of her. I didn't. I looked at it as Alessa basically forced her way into the good one. Like I didn't think like Cheryl developed a part. I think Alessa projected it onto her without consent yes because then this movie has a different fucking problem yes <laughs> i think it was unconsented absorption uh so yeah it's a big show now they find that cheryl shows up finds her dad like tied up weirdly to this weird human demon chair statue thing it's weird i don't know what's going on again and, i i want to reference temple of doom it sort of looks like the weird skull thing that lowers the chains in temple of doom it's an i don't know what it is i don't know what it is either but yeah it is weird looking uh and claudia was there all white uh carrie ann moss um again does a fine job she 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 does good with the material uh very similar to the video game uh, very pale long white hair they sh- she shaved her eyebrows for this scene so they show her face would be more just empty couldn't really you know but she looks totally different than how she looked in the first movie and it's like brah did you even she, see the first film she wasn't in the first film she's the uh yeah she was the we were talking about earlier the redheaded bitch no that's delilah or yeah didn't you just say that that was delilah that just showed up no claudia oh we haven't even talked about Delilah at all, really. We kind of skipped over. She pops up here and there. Yeah. She, I think she pops up at this point, too. She, like, yeah, she's in the end sequence. I apologize. Yeah. That's who I thought you had mentioned. I, I was looking at my notes, as you were saying. Like, so that is my, yeah. my I was looking at my bitch rant. That's fine. No, uh, Well, you know what? Cue bitch rant. Here you go. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I'd, I'll let you finish. No, I don't even know. Go ahead. Uh, I know. I just said that. Uh, it's uh, essentially over. The, the Dahlia yeah. looks totally fucking different, and it bothered the shit out of me. Okay. Um, so yeah, Dahlia, yeah, she has her point. She's going, but anyway, Claudia and Cheryl have their moment and they're like, blah, blah, blah. You're, you were, you need to be dead to bring on our God who will blah, blah, blah. Sacrifice you to bring death. Whatever. It's the whole story. It's confusing. Um, so Cheryl holds up the medallion of Metatron, Metatron, the seal of Metatron. And she's like, and he like tells Claudia, like, take it. I want to see your true form, which is something weird like dragon ball z dark souls boss type thing <laughs> shit um so claire reaches out and takes it and as soon as she grabs it she's like her hand starts like all oh, this like it's like she turns like it's like when the world turns from sino into the other world like it peels off and does the same thing starts happening to her it works her way up her arm she starts screaming and she turns into the missionary creature that killed the detective we've seen throughout the movie bear trap face. bear trap faces reverse bear trap um and she goes to swing. She's got these big ass blades that like come out of her arm, like it splits her um the for, the, the forearm bones. It's it's I like the concept. It's a cool concept. Very it does fit the Silent Hill motif. Uh, she goes to swing her arm blade, and all of a sudden, then cha ching! She gets blocked off by Pyramid Head's giant sword who comes to the rescue. Now he's a hero. Now Pyramid Head is the good guy. Um. He's also somehow freed himself yes. from his carousel yes. torture. <laughs> it's, you know, it's very strange. Like, why now does he free himself? Um, it all again, it rewrites Pyramid Head lore. Um, in like I said, we covered it briefly, but in the he's originally he was manifested by James as as a reflection of his guilt and 
all, all of his emotional baggage in, in, in the second game. Uh, in this game, or in this game, this movie, I, someone somewhere along the line uh, says the line that Pyramid Head is now Alessa's guardian. Somewhere along like that. He's there to guard her, as well as be the executioner. Um, By so, turning a carousel. Yeah, apparently. Um, so that's what he's doing now. Now he's protecting Alessa, who's... Oh, so now he's doing his job? Cheryl, yeah. Took him an hour and 20 minutes to do it? So this leads to the big fight scene between Pyramid Head and the missionary. Slash Bear Trap Face. Um, she fucks him up with her blade, like because she's faster, he's stronger, but she slices the shit out of him and stabs him a bunch. But it ends up with Pyramid Head just decapitating her head, clean off. Her head goes flying, and then he just turns and goes back into the fire or go back to cranking a carousel or something. That's that's it. That's that's the scene. Uh, Cheryl rescues her dad. I don't remember what happens. To Vin- no, Vincent is with them. The three of them make it out of Silent Hill. Uh, but before they leave, Sean Bean or, uh, you know, uh, Edward, Edward Stark's like, nope, Jon Snow, take care of my daughter. Uh, I'm going to stay here and look for Rose. I got to go back for your mom. She's here somewhere. I'm going to stay here and find her. You guys go. And not much resistance, but Cheryl's like, all right. <laughs> uh, she, so she she goes, her and Jon Snow go off together. He goes back into Silent Hill to find Rose. Uh, they hitchhike down a the road. They get picked up by a trucker named uh, Trevor Grady, who diehard fans might know from the – he was from Silent Hill Origins. Uh, he Travis was, Grady. Travis Grady, thank you. Uh, he, he picks them up in his big semi-truck, drives them off down the road. While he goes one way, coming into Silent Hill by, with, via police escort is the prison bus from Silent Hill Downpour. So, mm-hmm. again, in, mm-hmm. hinting at the possibility of a third or fourth movie, whether it would have been uh, – Grady's previous, like his origin story, like maybe he was there because he's coming out of the town. So they could have done like his story, like what happened to him, or they could have gone into the uh, downpour prisoner's story. Well, downpour is a lot better than origins. I can tell Uh, you Again, never played either one. So don't know. Um, But that's basically the movie. I don't know if I, you know, really left out too much, but Uh, there's uh, a post credit scene where pyramid head is walking through uh, a new part of silent hill, but nothing happens. Yeah. That, yeah. Right. It's just pyramid head walking. Um, at least he's not turning the crank on the fucking yeah he's free now i guess um so a lot of questions there um so i guess Mm. alessa now is whole is she her soul whole now inside cheryl heather and is so is she evil is cheryl i don't know what's going on with alessa now is she she one one and the same again is is she just the, the evil person stay behind and the good one left again i don't know i don't know if you're asking me because i shouldn't have to answer these kinds <laughs> yeah. of questions the fucking the movie, movie should, should answer yeah um uh, but that's the that's basically the movie um it's def this one is um i say definitely more action based than horror based like the first one but um it's definitely a different feel um way different but uh w- w- Let's move on. Let's save our final. We'll go on our rants at the end. We'll we'll save that there. But let's just move on to uh, Sign Hill Revolution Revelations Odds and Ends. Let's do that. That's when you thought it was over. Here comes the odds and ends. All right. So ratings for this one. Uh, IMDb gives it a four point nine four point nine out of ten, which is down from the first movie six and a half. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, has a lowly 10% on the thermometer, 
with a 35% audience score. Again, both way down from the first movie. Amazon, though, well, Amazon's fucking Amazon. 4.4 out of 5 on Amazon compared to 4.6 for the first movie. Um, I said the plot keywords, there were 185. Um, the, we had Biopunk appeared again, so that's fucking, whatever yeah. that is, showed up again. Oh, we forgot to mention why those dudes wear those masks. Oh, yes. We were going to count out in the first movie. So let's talk about it. So that's how Cheryl and Vincent get away from the minions. That one, or no, Cheryl gets away from in the amusement park because either Vincent explains, Vincent explains the... that they wear these masks. Only the most devote and like upper echelon of the cultists wear these because they believe when they're in the other world that they cannot breathe the air. It's so evil that they refuse to breathe the air. So they always wear these hazmat suits and gas masks so cheryl when she gets caught reaches out and rips off on the gas mask that to get to distract the 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 lackey guy but he ends up like melting yeah, like, like his face chokes on his own blood but it's like black and yeah like he's his like face melts away and, which is weird so i'm like wait what that makes zero sense i like the idea that they ref- they won't even breathe the air i think that's a cool idea like, they're so devoted to this faith and this that they won't breathe the air but that makes no sense to why their face would fucking melt because Vincent and everybody else who's in there breathing the air. No problem. No problem. But this, these guys, their face fucking pussies. melts. <laughs> fucking pussy. So that's a big hole that I do not care for. I do not like that. I like the idea of it, but it shouldn't be, it should, their face should not melt. It's like the majority of this movie. Good on paper, not executed well on film. They should just be like, oh shit. And they stumble to get the mask back on and then just been fine. But whatever. Uh, so biopunk, breast, um, city limits sign. If you really want that in your movie, there <laughs> Did you, you go. You say breast? Breast. Um, yeah, I guess there was a boob in there somewhere along the line. I don't remember where, but oh, the naked girl on the mannequin table. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah she's yeah, naked. Yeah, okay. Uh, pop tart. Breast singular. Breast. <laughs> no, it's, it's plural. It's breasts. Oh, breasts. Uh, pop tart. Okay. Um, sexy nurse. For yeah, awkward boners. Obviously. And uh, I wrote this one down just so if Aaron decides he ever wants to watch the movie, um, he might like because there is a camera shot of feet in this movie. <laughs> uh, trivia for this one. Um, let's see. Here we go. Uh, the pyramid costume in this one is a full body costume uh, that was uh, blended on at uh, Robert Camp- Campanella's wrist, requiring only 25 minutes of preparation for each scene as opposed to three hours of makeup that it took for the first film. It's the same guy? Same guy. Uh, Kit Harrington admitted trying to play the Silent Hill games for research, but quit because supposedly he found them too scary. However, he also added that he didn't need to play the games as his character bears very little re- relation to his game counterpart. Well, we're aware. Which is very aware, but also contradictory. Because if he played the game but quit them because they were too scary, how did he know anything about Vincent in the game then? That doesn't make sense. I guess maybe somebody told him, but I, no. he didn't. I don't think he played all the way. Um, so there's these scenes in the amusement park where, like, uh, you know, those games at the fairs where you like throw like a little ball in like a jar and you win a goldfish. Mm-hmm. So they keep showing these fish on like this these green water and these bowls, and the fish are always dying and sinking. So, but apparently there's this thing the dying goldfish. The crew places uh, supposedly specially prepared water that would cause the an- the fish to fall asleep creating the appearance of the dying animal um, and not actually killing any using dead goldfish or killing goldfish. So that's interesting if that's true. Drugged goldfish. Yep, drugged goldfish. Drugging animals. PETA might be pissed. Um, 
but at least they weren't dead. Was it was it Rufalin? <laughs> um, MJ, the director, MJ Bassett, said he was disappointed with the final films. Yeah, so was I, brother. <laughs> so was I. Um, the most expensive shot of the film was when Dark Alessa sets Heather on fire in her dream during the opening sequence of the film. Um, Told you. <laughs> um, when it came time to work with Carrie Ann Moss, an unexpected dynamic occurred on set between her and Adelaide Clemens, a.k.a. Cheryl Heather. Um, at base camp, Moss was pleasant in her conversations with Clemens, but once they both arrived on set, Moss changed. As Adelaide Clemens describes, she ceased any contact with me and kept a two-meter distance from me. I did not fully realize this distancing until we started shooting. She came over and put her hand on my chin. I've never felt a more intense invasion of my personal space. I just shuddered. It was fascinating and powerful. Interesting. Uh, when Dahlia is reintroduced in this film, she can be seen holding Rose's locket with uh, Sharon's picture inside. Uh, that's, again, from the first one. Um, okay, we already talked about the uh, uh, Trevor or Grady and Downpour move on. Uh, so here's some interesting stuff about the drafts of the, the other drafts of the movie. So in one draft of the original script, the FBI agents actually caught up to Heather and arrested her and Vincent, but were killed when the police station turned into the other world. In the same draft, the missionary was Claudia's henchman rather than Claudia herself and was a male, not instead of a female. Pyramid Head killed it with its bare hands rather than di- through decapitation, and Claudia was stabbed to death. After killing Claudia and the missionary, Heather tells Pyramid Head that he is free and the Pyramid Head would crumble to dust. The script also featured yet another retcon that ultimately didn't make it to the final cut where it replaces Christabella's role in the first film with that of Claudia and Leonard who are shown to instead to be instigators of Alessa's burning. Uh, while Christabella is never mentioned at all in, the, in that cut, in the final film they're stated by, to be sisters. Other notable additions were Heather's ch- uh, chases Alessa at several points. Uh, the janitor in the first film would appear reappear at Heather's school, supposedly in uh, in and and at Jack's Inn. It would be implied Heather and Vincent have sex, but they never did. Delilah also died at the end when Heather removed the seal from Leonard and did not uh, did not die, but simply turned back into the blind old man again. Or different variations of the original script. Um, how would you feel about that if he took out if that happened instead? If he takes out the seal instead of dying just turns back to Malcolm McDowell it still would have been a lackluster scene because you would have needed the fight it's it wasn't the end result of that individual dying it was the whole unnecessary reason for that scene to exist in the first place other than great scene in the game so they're like let's throw it in there but then they didn't do a good job all right fair enough I would have liked to have seen the scene though of the FBI gathering them and taking them to the police station and then dying that way that sounds kind of cool yeah um so the uh, scene near the climax of the film where Harry decides to remain in the film, Silent Hill to look for Rose is an homage to Silent Hill 2 where James Sutherland has to Silent Hill to reach for his wife Mary. Supposedly they, they're trying to tie that in. Um, the mannequin storeroom scene happened earlier in the script accordingly uh, in, in, a, in another rewrite uh, occurring immediately after Douglas is killed by the missionary is when that was going to happen. This mis- uh, These... Uh, this makes more sense uh, because the mannequin st- storeroom is in the mall. The mannequin girl is also supposed to be the same girl who teased Heather in the school for her unfashionable clothing in class. Uh, and the character is Suki, which was the girl who never spoke. That's her was added at the last minute. Jackie lay had already been let go by the time Jackie lay is the mean girl in the school who makes fun of Heather. Uh, she already been let go from filming. 
about the time this scene was uh, to be filmed. So she wasn't able to return to set. So that role had to be recast. And Suki, the set was already constructed, though, and it was instead moved to Silent Hill. The final version loses its irony as a result. So that's supposedly what went on there and why there was an extra girl there. And the man girl is different than who was supposed to be. Um, also, Rose had an additional scene in the original cut of the film alongside the flashback scene of her sh showing her return uh, Sharon to the real world in the warehouse scene before Heather enters the mannequin storeroom, she would see Rose briefly step out on an elevator and then go after her only for Rose to step back inside with the doors closing before it opened again to reveal the missionary creature that promptly chases Heather. It was ultimately cut because test audiences complained that Rose briefly appearing to Heather before disappearing was confusing and led him believing that Rose would play a more important role in the film, which was not the case. So that was cut. And lastly, I wrote, in a deleted scene when the school hallway uh, briefly transformed into a vision of Cyan Hill, Heather was confronted by a nun who'd slap her and call her Alessa, uh, with Heather shoving her aside before encountering the armless man as seen in the final cut. The scene was deleted because it featured a, a Ryan heir. The cult of Cyan Hill would never allow a Christian nun to teach their students at school as they had an entirely different set of religious beliefs. So that's... Right, yeah. <laughs> that was too much. That was too much. And that's that's basically what the trivia I got for this. Um, I don't know if you had anything else to want to say. No. We'll just move on. Didn't even spend time looking at <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so um, that brings us back to the budget game. It's now time to play everyone's favorite game, Guess the Budget. All right, so Cincinnati Jeff, here yes, we sir. go. <laughs> what is your guess for the budget of the 2012 Siren Hill Revelation? Original movie was 55 million. I'm gonna go 50 with, million. Sorry, 50, 50, million. 50 million. I guess 55. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go actually with less here. I'm gonna go with 35 million. 35 million. All right, your choice is 35 million. What did you do? He chose poorly. Close again, but not close enough. Uh, budget was an even twenty million for this oh, one. Oh, okay. So even I worse. I was being generous. <laughs> yeah, even worse. worse. <laughs> it looks it. Yeah. Uh, but again, we you can redeem yourself. We have opening weekend in U.S. and Canada, gross in U.S. Canada, and worldwide numbers again. All right. So here we go. Opening weekend U.S. and Canada. Opening weekend U.S. and Canada. Um, can you remind me again what the first one did? Was it like 20? Oh, the first one? Uh, yeah. The first one in US was 20 million, 20 basically million. 20 million opening weekend. All right. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, uh, keep that page handy if you, I'm going to go with another 11 there for me. Another 11. Yeah. Um, Hmm. You know what? All right. Here we go. You have chosen wisely. I'll give you this one. A little off, but much closer. Eight million. Okay. Twenty-three thousand thirty-six dollars for that one. Uh, gross in U.S. and Canada. Uh, okay, budget was twenty million. They made eight. I'm gonna say gross in North America was sixteen million. Sixteen million. All right. Here Probably we go. Gonna be less though. You have chosen. Wise. Gross. You was in Canada. You actually came in under just barely. Gross, 
17,529,157. So not bad. Good not guess bad. on that. Okay. Very close. And lastly, we have gross worldwide. Gross worldwide, 17 million. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 29 million. 29 million. All right. He chose poorly. Gross worldwide, wide, worldwide, fifty-five million. Really, three hundred sixty-two thousand seven hundred and five. The fuck are those Japanese thinking? <laughs> That's insane. You know what? That's funny. I thought Kenny saw the same thing. I was like, a lot of this had to come from Japan, because like, because you know they developed. I mean, I get, they, yeah, I get Europe's probably into it a little bit too, but like, Jesus. Yeah, I figured a lot of that was Japan as well. Um, all right. So last, before we wrap things up, let's go on to our Mortal Kombat combat. At the end of this day. One shall stand, one shall fall. Good versus bad, right versus wrong, light versus dark. In the end, when the dust settles, who will be left standing after Mortal Comet Combat? All right, Mortal Comet. 3,987 total reviews on Amazon for this one. 69% were five star, with 4% one star. Uh, starting with the five stars, as always, we have from Lefty. Uh, this movie had some of the best hellish surreal images ever put to film. A fun ride. The 3D is put to good use. Hell with the plot. A must-see for 3D fans. Five stars. <laughs> I don't know. If that... <laughs> hell with the plot. Yeah, hell with the plot. The 3D stands the test of time, though. <laughs> Good luck getting the glasses and the TVs that go fucking with it. You yeah. moron lefty, you idiot. Um, from Boss Man. I'm wondering if he's big. <laughs> <laughs> what you thinking? Is it the big one? <laughs> one of the greatest horror movies around. I love it. Five stars. And that's pretty much all I wrote for these because most of the other ones were based on like DVD came quickly. I like the Blu-ray or blah, blah, blah. Or, I always like those when it's like, this is for the Blu-ray specific disc only. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what does that have to fucking do with it? Yeah. So um, moving on to one star from Bradley JF. This movie is terrible. The storyline is boring. The dialogue sounds like it was written by a seven-year-old. The only thing worthwhile are the special effects. Overall, this movie is an embarrassment. What really disappointed me was the lack of tension and the lack of any sort of revelations. Everything was predictable. The <laughs> special monsters like Pyramid Head were thrown out there in the first few minutes of the movie. The only thing that was sort of interesting concept was the mannequin spider. It was like one gem in a sea of mud. Screw this movie. One star. I like how he's like, there was not enough revelations <laughs> in my movie. Revelations. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you, brother. There wasn't enough. Uh, Grace Bloomberg writes, Bro, don't even get me started on the inconsistencies from the first movie. We'll never live up one star. Uh, from Stolly? Stolly? There's a guy standing on the side of the road, and he flags down his friends to stop them from running off the washed-out bridge up ahead. I'm that guy warning you not to watch this movie. The first Silent Hill was actually terrifying and fun. This one... Well, stop while you're ahead, one star. And lastly, from SDC, 
It's when you ponder successful franchises like Saul and Paranormal Activity and what they did for the horror thriller genre that you find yourself disgusted in, in the lazy, lackluster approach to the creation of pieces of like this one star. And sir or madam, fuck Paranormal Activity and what they did to it. Mm-mm-mm. And Saul, I'm sorry, you picked two of the worst franchises in my opinion. To compare this to. Really? I think Paranormal Activity is really stupid. Uh, I like Saw. Uh, the, oh, okay. I clear. Saw 1 and 2 were fine. Saw yeah. 1 was groundbreaking. was awesome. Saw 2, okay. After that, downhill. Anything Donnie Wahlberg, I, I'm a big fan of. Fucking that. Yeah, but I, I'm. Uh, that's my consensus, too. After 2, it really goes downhill. And then Paranormal Activity can well, suck a ghostly dick, I guess. Fucking stupid movies. Yeah. Um, so... Obviously, there's a lot to say. Eric, you have a... Or Cincinnati, Jeff, you have a lot of opinions on this movie. So, this is your time to get it all off your chest and just let it all out. All right. So bad it's scary. This movie... <laughs> this movie's just awful, man. The one star has said it all. I've said it plenty throughout the entire fucking thing. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. The plot doesn't make any fucking sense. I get that they were trying to go for the third game. And the third game, I am a big fan of. More so than the second one. I said that in part one. I am a big fan. there, Which is why I'm probably so critical of that. But just on top of it, I think it's just a weird movie. You said it's not torture porn. Fine, BDS porn. <laughs> it lines things up just to be gross. Like when somebody walks into a room in a 1974 Texas Chance of movie and I see a... Uh, you know, chairs and lamps made out of human skin. It's terrifying because it's something that I haven't seen before. When Clive Barker starts putting hooks into people's skin and things like that, and that's his entire bread and butter, that's fine. That's what Clive Barker invented. He can go for it, right? But when you start to incorporate those things, you used to see a lot of this stuff, uh, creatures that would move really jittery and weird. Mm -hmm. That was like early 2000s horror, right? This is 2012. This is what I was saying earlier. Like, Konami and this whole fucking movie is, is 10 years too late to the damn, to the game. It's so weird looking. There's an entire scene where she's crawl like all of a sudden Heather ends up in an asylum out of nowhere, and like there's uh, doors where inmates can reach through, and they're trying yes. to grab her and hurt her. And Pyramid Head comes along and just starts chopping off arms. It looks yeah. like he's going after her because he is none of this fucking guardian bullshit. He's very much <laughs> trying to chop this bitch in half. He's like, you know, it'd be fucking better than having one naked bitch. Two. <laughs> and the entire time, you got all these fucking inmates with their hands out trying to grab her who can clearly see the people are losing their fucking arms, but they don't care. It just serves no purpose. The the part of them grabbing her, excellent. And then he comes in and starts chopping off hands. That's be cool. And then maybe she escapes through a door. No, they continue on with it. She keeps running and getting grabbed. They keep losing hands and Pyramid Head keeps Pyramid Head. It's so fucking convoluted. It's so long for no reason. It's just that that's the entire movie. This movie is just so long for no reason. You could have wrapped it up very quickly. Uh, I just think it's just a piss poor excuse to try to milk the Silent Hill franchise in what I think is one of the superior games, if not the second best game in the franchise. So I just don't have a lot of good things to say about it. The 3D stuff, I guess, may have been cool for the time if you're a fan of that, but I never have been a fan of that. I never like it. I think it's gimmicky. It worked in the 80s when gimmicks were fun. It doesn't work in the modern day. Um, there were too many questions left unanswered. Pyramid Head's a pussy. Uh, Alessa and Heather are now one. What the fuck does that mean? Are there powers involved or some way? Malcolm McDowell's whole entire scene. You hear me hear about that? So, I mean, I got, I really, uh, other than the one guy said, he's like the fucking mannequin. It's like a nugget in, you know, it's like a fuck, the piece of corn in a sea of turds. Like, that's it. This is one thing I found that I could chew on and go, yeah, that was all right. That was all right. But that was it. And then that was quickly ruined. So that's all I got. 
fuck this movie and the horse it rode in on. <laughs> the tied up, gagged, bound human in a bag that it rode in on. <laughs> I just that was an impressive rant, my friend. Um, I, I'm not right. I'm not quite there with you on this one. I agree with a lot of things you said. Um, and honestly, you, I won't lie, listening to your points, which are very valid, is making me reevaluate my opinion on this movie now and starting to maybe affect m- my original thoughts. Um, but going into it, I enjoyed it. I, I do, like, not let me say looking as quite as from through the Silent Hill lenses of the first game or, or something, but I just as a, just a fun, enjoyable ride, I'm like, I was okay with it. It was fine. Um, maybe I like it more because I, I, I do agree with you. I think three is probably one of my favorites. This two and three are obviously my top two favorites. Um, uh, I always liked Cheryl. I like the, the concept of her and, and this being a less like vessel or something. What's going on there? I don't know. Uh, so maybe I'm a little biased because it's like, if oh, yeah, we finally get Cheryl and that's awesome. And she's kind of like this God killer and stuff like that. And it's really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't like some of the stuff they do with Pyramid Head. I do agree that they kind of diminished his importance and his stature. Uh, uh, I do think you are right with some of that. But at the same time, I did like seeing more of him uh, than we did in the first movie. Um, the The whole missionary thing was a little weird. Uh, but again, I'm not sure if I hated it or not. But it was definitely a choice. I think I might have liked it better, maybe, if... In the like they said in the original, if Missionary wasn't Claudia, if it was they were two different entities, maybe that would have been more made more sense. Uh, because as far as like we've never seen, well, with the exception, I guess, Malcolm McDowell, we've never really seen anybody else turn into the monsters, they were just kind of there. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think, I mean, is it not is it as good? No, it's not as good as the first, but for different reasons. I, I'd still think it was a fun ride if you can get kind of get past some of the stuff. Um, I don't hate it as much as you do, I but, but it's not as good. I will agree. But at the end of the day, I think it's. I still think it's so bad it's good. But if we're gonna do that, just because it's fun, um, at least it was for me. I it has its it has its issues for sure. But um, I'm not. I don't. I guess I don't hold it down as much as you do, which is fine. I don't know. I don't know. I'm rambling. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm just rambling for talking for talking's sake. Now. I think if you because I was talking to Nachos about it on the way here, and I was saying a lot of these things to him, and he's like, "Well, I mean, I kind of remember it. like he was sort of backtracking a little bit because he was like, "Well, I kind of remember it being cool." M- mainly, I bitched about the Malcolm McDowell scene, <laughs> uh, and he was like, yeah, I, "Yeah, that was dumb." But like, if you think like if you take these two movies and just call them a set, and you're and you they're not part of Silent Hill, and you take everything that's referencing Silent Hill out. I still think the first one is a really good, you know, body horror. Yes. And I would say that with if there was no references to any of the video games of the Silent Hill franchise, that the second movie becomes even worse. No, I didn't look at it that way. But looking at it from that perspective, yeah, probably. I would agree with you on that for sure. Um, but so let's... But because it is based on, on mm-hmm. obviously based on, sorry, no, and based on the third game, let's look at it from that perspective and let's break it down as a video game adaptation, regardless of its, let's say, its quality of how good, but did it at least achieve its goal as being a represent a decent representation of the game that it was based on? I, 
I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think that it uh, it did a, a really piss poor job because here's one thing that you and I talked about with the first one, which we obviously have already agreed that this is a superior film, is that we referenced several iconic scenes from the games that were present in the movie or even referenced in some way. Yes. Here, there are few and far between. And the ones that we can recognize, we've I think both agreed were really bad yeah, scenes. That's a great point. I, I mean, that's they can't really overlook that. I mean, they nailed. They had the locations that mm-hmm. you know, basically. Okay, mm-hmm. here's here's the mall, or here's the uh, uh, amusement park. Here's the hospital again. So they have locations, but you're right. None of the really, I don't think none of the events of the third game I, I could think of were included in the movie no they were too it was busy kind of storyline and characters but they had none of the actual events like Cheryl didn't vomit up a demon fetus and then Claudia didn't eat it right I mean that how do you not have that in your movie that's like the craziest thing in the game like, huge that thing to fucking yeah, see in the game and they didn't have that at all and it's, you don't fight a god and kill a god so Cheryl's not a god killer uh, like but otherwise, every time, other yeah. than in this movie, every time fucking Heather turns around, somebody's fucking gagged in barbed wire. Yeah. So you got that going for you, I guess. And that's why I'm just, that's why I was just saying torture porn, BDSM, whatever you want to call okay. it. Like that's, that's why, that's why that bothers me so much. Cause in, instead of adding cool references and Easter eggs to the movie, which the first one's just fucking fan service jacking you off in the face. <laughs> this, 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 this one has none of it. Yeah, and they added they added their own flair of whatever they thought was cool or what people wanted to see in horror movies. Which again, by 2012, people were over this kind of shit. It was neat to see in movies like the remake of House on Haunted Hill and stuff like that, and Thirteen Ghosts and Darkness Falls. Yeah, cool, liked that stuff. That was neat. Hadn't really seen much like that before. This is 2012. Yeah, right. There was like. There was no reason for this kind of stuff. They should have done a better job. Whoever was in charge, whoever was producing this, should have fucking stopped this fucking from the get go. Yeah, I, I also think that I, I think they were also um, riding that three D train a little too hard, trying to capitalize on that at the time. A lot of other movies were doing. I think that's true. They would have maybe got rid of the three D effects and just make, and not try you know made the effects better, but not so focused on the three D aspect. That for things would have looked better. Because uh, I, like I said, that's a good point. Like, how many people now are ever going to see this in 3D? Probably nobody. Like, I, I, I certainly can't watch it in 3D. And when you see the three effects, it, you can tell, oh, yeah, that's 3D effects. That looks you weird. You have the disc, the TV, and the glasses, glasses that go with the All TV. that stuff, yeah. yeah. And even my copy of it, like, my Blu-ray copy of it sitting on the shelf, isn't even in 3D. It's just the movie. It's not the 3D version. So it's like, I don't know how many people even own the 3D version of the movie. Most people, especially nowadays... On digital, I don't even know if digital movies are three or three D. If you have to be on the disc for three D shit, I don't know how that works. Um, and I will say you definitely have altered my perception of this movie with your arguments, and they've been very logical, valid. Yeah, I'm not just being a shit. No, you're, yeah, you're not being just a, a, a you know a fanboy, a fanboy, or just bitching for, or making bad points. Like you're, they're very logical, well thought out, valid arguments, and that I didn't ever necessarily thought of as much, but. Now looking back, it is definitely making me kind of reevaluate my thoughts on this movie. To the fact, maybe it's, it's probably not as good as I remember it being or enjoying it as much when I first saw it. Because maybe I was a little more excited about, oh yay, more Pyramid Head and yay, more of this. <laughs> but is it really just because they're giving us more of it? Doesn't mean it's really good. Yeah. And I think I forgot to stop and think about that. Like I wasn't smelling. I didn't stop to smell the roses. I was just like, hey, look, they're, they're cool, yay. But are they really 
good. And looking back to you, you're probably right. It's probably, yeah, I'm, I probably agree with you. It's not, yeah, it, it's it's severely flawed. Let's hope I've changed some more minds and hearts <laughs> out there. Because Aaron was bitching earlier. He's like, oh, I had a really hard day. I worked out and did a bunch of stuff, and now I'm exhausted, yeah. old man stuff. It's like, dude, I had to fucking watch this movie again. <laughs> okay? Who do you want to fucking, I had a real problem yes. today, all right? But that said, there are still some good Good moments in the movie, too. There are, but it is not the sum of its parts. Yes, They're right. far between, yeah. in my opinion. Man and Spider was awesome, and there's some things with Cheryl and Evil Cheryl that I really did like. I liked e- Evil Cheryl. I liked the Man and Spider. Those were really cool. I liked the idea of them sending Jon Snow out into the world to, to fetch her and bring her back. Yeah. How they did it was dumb as hell. Yeah. Yeah. That was dumb. Um, and then him turning to... Oh, I'm on your side now. It honestly adds nothing to the story. He helps out in very, like, and very no, little. It, yeah. Yeah, he has no impact whatsoever now that he's gotten her back. Right. He, whether he did not defied his mom or not, he did yeah. his job. I think, yeah, the only thing he did is I'm not even sure. He might have said, you have to go to the asylum to get this from Leonard, my grandfather. So I, that might have been Claudia, too. I don't remember. But he might. And other than that, he. Ran a distraction so she could get away from the goons in the amusement park. That's the biggest like contribution he did to, the, to, to Cheryl's journey and the whole thing. Um, so, yeah, he was kind of useless. Um, but, oh, yeah, this was Kit Harrington's first movie role, though. This, this was his debut for you Jon Snow fans, historians out there. But, all right, we've rambled on enough. We, it was, we could keep going. but uh, He was good in it, too. He wasn't bad. I mean, uh, and I, I like Sean Bean, but even when I finished this today, I was like, Bruh. You're like <laughs> my one of my top five favorite Bond villains. Jesus Christ, you were in Lord of the Rings. What the hell were you thinking yeah. here, buddy? How hungry are you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Go do some fucking conventions for Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Stop putting yourself in movies like this. Maybe he was like contracting something. He had to do two movies. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's it. There. That's our Sign Hill retrospect. Uh, we've covered pretty much everything that's worth covering. Uh, like I said, we, we probably didn't do as much as the, on the games as some people might like, but we just, some of them weren't doing, some of them sucked, and I didn't play, and this, this really, you don't need it. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it was fun. I really enjoyed looking back on this franchise. It's still, it's still one of my favorite franchises in games uh, to this day. I, I still, has a very special place in my heart to Silent Hill. I, I'm very excited uh, about uh, this, this remake or relaunch or reboot that they got coming out. Sometime in the future, I'd like to know more about that because I didn't know about it until I looked up this, uh, started researching this. So that's cool that they're bringing it back. Um, maybe someday, I doubt it, but maybe someday down there we'll finally get a next-gen Silent Hill game. Uh, that would be cool. Like um, Even if it's just kind of like a, like a, a a complete remake or remastering of the original, like kind of like they did with the Resident Evil series. They didn't. Uh, they took the first Resident Evil game and kind of gave it that graphical overhaul. Um years ago and then they did it with number two and three now there's a lot of talks right now about uh, a bunch of stuff in the silent hill camp like there's like very strong hints of a remaster we don't know which one but of a like an actual remaster yeah i mean yeah i'm not saying oh it's an hd update not that like like a a full-on like like, resident evil yeah style yeah they're talking about doing that there's talks of a new game uh, there's even talks of like a set coming out of something like we don't know what, but it's it's the studio that did uh, the last game, okay. uh, and they're they're like Konami because they're part of Konami, so it's like 
their arm, or they're like, hey, you work okay. on Silent Are you, Hill you're talking about the people who did uh, Shattered Memories? Uh, sorry, like Downpour or whatever it was. Okay, because the, the down, Shattered Memories was the last game before. Yeah, I'm sorry. When I say I meant the last, because uh, Shattered Memories is a uh, kind of a reimagining, remake, retelling of the first. No, Book of Memories was the last one. Shattered Memories came out because it was on the. Wii oh, Book of Memories, too. yeah. Um, I, I don't remember the name of the studio. It's a, it's I think it's like a Polish studio or something like okay. that. And they only worked on like one game before I think they started like doing a, like Silent uh, Hill stuff. I think there was like a was there a Silent Hill DS game? There was like a handheld game too. That I think sucked. Uh, that people forget about. I think it was Silent Hill or some other Resident major Evil. franchise. But I got a Resident Evil one. Maybe that's what. It, maybe it was a Resident Evil. I don't know. I but, thought it was Silent Hill too, but it doesn't. Game, they had a GBA one, but it was only in Japan. It was text only. Um, Nothing that came out here. We yeah, so I, mean, I, I just think Silent Hill is such. Well, a, that's not true. Origins was originally on the PSP, and uh, Book of Memories is a uh, PS Vita. Maybe that maybe it was Book of Memories then. That's I don't the know. last one, and it is uh, RPG. Yeah, it's like Diablo. It's it's crap. Um, but uh, I just love the Silent Hill mythos. I love the world. I I like the idea of it and the lore of it and the world better than the Resident Evil franchise. Resident Evil, because I think you're so much more you can do and storytelling you can do in the Silent Hill universe than you can in the Resident Evil. Now, before we're talking about seventy, now they're getting this Biohazard and Village are getting weird and different. But the original core, mm-hmm. I mean, they're basically all those games for the most part are the same. It's hey, Umbrella's evil, Biohazard kills zombies, mutate monsters, flip flop characters in and out, same thing. Are they fun? Yeah, I love Resident Evil games. I love it. It's some of my favorite. But I think when it comes to horror and storytelling, I think Silent Hill is better i think there's more to do it there's more variety there's more you can do with it it's not always the same thing uh and i kind of like that that's why i'm always intrigued by Silent Hill, and i hope they that's i really hope this series comes back in a in a really good big way so um any last words you got uh there cincinnati and i'll wrap it up yeah check out here comes the spooky yes do that for sure on all all the places where you can get your podcast check out here comes the spooky um that's it, guys. Thank you very much. Like I said, I hope you enjoy the respect. Maybe we'll do. I don't know if we'll do something like this again. Maybe, but um, hope you enjoyed it. I had fun doing it. Thank you again for Cincinnati Jeff for sitting in and doing You're it with welcome. me. Loved it. Uh, so in the meantime, guys, you know what to do: watch more horror movies and always stay spooky and keep it tight. <laughs>